0: Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 111, Triple Ones. We have, we got the whole crew here, which we actually weren't expecting, so Graham Cody, Richie Luke. Luke just had his wisdom teeth out, so he's gonna sound really sad, and I'm surprised he's even here. That wasn't initially in our plans. Uh, Guest we have this week is a local guy uh, to New England, who's, um, you know, been I know he's been a big influence uh, up in the New Hampshire area. A lot of people who listen from New England probably know of him. And that's Keith Daigle from, and I hope I got that right. Otherwise, everybody's going to. No, you got it
1: right for once. (laughs) Wow. You got it fucking right for once. I'm so proud (laughs) of you. I'm shocked.
0: (laughs) Keith from Ratchets (laughs) Off-Road is with us. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun one because, Keith, I don't know if I've ever heard how you got into off-roading and you know what made you start the business? So there's like a taste of like what I'm thinking trajectory wise oh. we could bring this cool. Well,
2: i I kind of also want to know what the business does because I feel like that's a little important to discuss when we're discussing a business. No. Maybe he builds
0: he builds jeeps and. Well, Apparently yeah, I guess is and I don't uh, really Grim, was,
3: why, why don't you let Keith answer the question about his business? Yeah, true. I got
0: carried away. <laughs> I'm
1: <mean>, just saying. <laughs> well, all right, Keith, I guess just uh start us a little bit, a little bit about you and a little bit about the company and kind of how it all got started. Uh, well, I
4: mean, I've been a bit of a mechanic since I was a kid. Um, I've never had any other career other than turning wrenches really. Um so worked in shops for most of my life, and then sometime around when I was thirty, I decided working for working for somebody else sucks. So I opened my own shop and my off-road habit just kind of followed me. It wasn't ever intended to be an off-road shop, and that's just kind of what it turned into. Um, so we do a little bit of everything. We do from custom fab, we design suspension systems, we make chassis, roll cages. Yeah, we bolt in lift kits and bumpers and winches and make cool stuff. Uh, we oh, have yeah. fun.
0: That's that's what I do. That's Got like a... the perfect uh, just level of everything. I feel like just having that much variety in what you what your shop is willing to do is, is super important to like just you know, I like to say the only
4: thing I, I don't do is body work and paint, because I hate bodywork. I have no patience for it
0: that's understandable understand that. yeah. when uh right. when you're literally when your hobby is destroying car bodies that's kind of like counterproductive, yeah i feel panels don't tend to look the same when they come
4: out of the woods anyway no, so no. <laughs> well
0: i mean if you did like bodywork, you'd get really good at it though because you'd have a lot of stuff to practice <laughs> oh yeah
2: I feel you on that, though. I'd rather sit there for 10 hours playing around with link brackets than spend two hours working on a panel.
4: Absolutely.
1: Speaking of speaking of body damage though, just want to retract to last week's episode where we were talking about the Helen stuff like watching that like where they went through Sucker punch. So I've never gotten to see sucker punch of real life like actually be able to like understand what's going on. But the fact that that guy brought his rig down sucker punch yet he didn't want body damage. Is hysterical to me. Yeah. It's yeah, like, wait a I'm second. The, the holes are larger than half of your vehicle. The rocks are larger than your whole vehicle. It's completely ha- off camber half the time. It's like, wait a second. what? Why are you here? I'm like, like don't get me wrong. I'm sure his availability, like his driving ability is great, but it's like, I think you're at the wrong spot, man. Like, I don't think this place is for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> like going to a horse
3: not wanting body damage.
2: Yeah, like you don't,
3: fun, right? I don't know.
2: You don't go to field and forest not wanting body damage, and you don't go to AOP not wanting to hill kill. It's just the lay of the land.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's but cool. I, uh but yeah, I can definitely see why uh body damage. I mean, what about, I guess technically, if you're doing floorboards, floorboards are maybe considered body work. Well, maybe if I mean floorboards; they don't have to look as pretty. That's know,
4: fair. Depending on what they're on. <laughs> yeah, you know, if like I had like a, like a classic card here, I wouldn't want to do the floor pans because I'd want them to look perfect. Not that anyone would see them, but it's a classic car; it should be right. Yeah, on like you know a buggy or a rig or something like that. Yeah, floor pans—you know, not super important, but sheet metal work. You still yeah, get
0: those done. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it, it's it's like the little bit of extra, right? Uh, it, it's I don't know. Floor pans and a buggy are. it's it's just one of those creature comforts fun fun with floor pans recently right yeah well i mean that's that's the other thing is sometimes you end up with like with sean's jeep it was uh the massive open gaping hole in the back right for the longest time we were thinking about just leaving it open i was like we can't do that and he's got no storage are we talking about sean's jeep or sean (laughs)
1: <laughs> he, well we don't know about that side of him he, he might be caped out back there too we don't know <laughs> and How that would think... limit his storage actually that's kind of funny
0: <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know that was kind of fun because it's just okay you have this space that you need to fill and there's it's, just, it's a weird shape uh, I did we had the bead roller I'd finally brought that over so I was like let, fuck it let's put Let's put a couple of bead rolls in that main piece and just see what it comes out to. And it, you know, it came up pretty cool looking. I think I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm not a floor pan guy by any means, but if you look at that floor pan versus the one that's in my Jeep, it's like it's definitely a step up. It's making me want to redo mine because of just the lack of thought that went into some of the pieces there. So I do I do like that sort of stuff, right? I think that's that's kind of fun when you just playing around and. The final result doesn't really matter as long as it has a floor. It's not a classic. It's just a it's a ship box, but you know it has a nice floor, at least. So, yeah, I think
4: the floor came out really well. Um, the bead roll definitely adds a nice, nice touch to it. And It also helps add strength to the panel,
0: yeah, but well, that was the thing because I fucked up on Luke's when I did Luke's floor. Um, I had the bead roller at that time, but we were in we were trying to go really fast. So his floor is actually it's more flat. It's actually a more usable storage space. But it doesn't have a bead roll in it, so it kind of flaps a little bit if you put weight on it. So that's I knew, I know it is, but I still, I had the bead roller. I could have put a bead roller two in it, and it would have just added strength to it, made it look a little bit more professional. But you know, that's a, uh, it's it's all the little steps here. Now I know how to use the bead roller. It's harder than it looks.
4: It is bead rolling panel is. It takes a lot of practice to get get it good.
0: Like all no. sheet metal stuff, it's just. Do you have a you have a
4: hand crank one or a power one?
0: Oh, it's a hand crank, and Jacob oh, was going way too fast with the hand crank. He was like, I kept telling him to slow down, and then he'd slow way the fuck down, and then I'd have to hit a corner, and it's like, whoa! <laughs> that's, <laughs> not any, that's not the same. <laughs> so there, there are a couple. The, the you can't really see them but by his fuel tank, he's got a couple inlays because I wanted to. I was I wanted to see what it would look like to like set a panel or you know make a square inset down right versus doing the the um, the lines like I did on that main triangle piece and I know i yeah. are totally going on a tangent on this shit but um
2: Yeah, welcome to the blue collar <laughs> tangent podcast. We uh we try and keep it to off-roading but sometimes we end up on everything.
4: I'm pretty sure floor pans in a buggy are part of off-roading.
2: Exactly. Yes it is. <laughs> and it's kind of linked so yeah.
0: Um, so I suppose, uh, uh, ah, let me me finish here. I'm I'm close, and then we're done. We won't talk about floor pads. (laughs) So I I put this inlay in, or I wanted to put inlays in. And I was thinking about doing like a fancier thing on that main triangle piece initially. But I wanted to test it with that other piece that was going to be a little more hidden with with the inlays. So I just did rectangles. And not a single one of those rectangles is even. And some of the corners are a little messed up. But it was a good, uh, if I was going to do that again with that size of metal, I'd need to have a bigger bead roller. That was the problem. We had to like flip directions and put it on backwards for half of each of the pieces, and it just didn't flow right. And then yeah, not, not to mention, we were going way too fast with the crank, because we didn't know, you know if there was a, obviously there's not a speed to it, and that's obvious now. But when we were first just fucking around with it, that wasn't the case. So of course we jump right into kind of making a complicated piece and not messing it up, but not not doing the greatest job. So uh, I don't know. It was fun. It's a fun little tool. I'll definitely uh, experiment with it more as the as the things pop up. But back to ratchets and not my stupid bullshit. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I have a kind of a quick question for him. Actually, is like. How did you get into off-roading? Was it, like, something that you and your dad did, or was it just something that you and your friends did? Like, what – because, I guess you were saying that you were a mechanic your whole life, but obviously, I'm sure you started with something else.
4: Yeah, I started out in drag racing. Um, My first car I got, I had an IROC, and I built the motor for that, and that's really what got me into turning wrenches and uh, being a mechanic. Um, And it wasn't until I got my first Jeep that I got into off-roading. I had a 94 Wrangler. I loved my little YJ. Um, and that was just, it got me hooked on it. I went out a couple times with a buddy that had a Jeep, and the next thing I knew, I was out every weekend wheeling. And then it just grew and progressed and progressed to harder and harder stuff. And then I learned about, oh, if we lockers make things easier. Now it's locked. Now it's got 35s. Now it's got a winch. Now it's got this, that. And, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there.
5: Classic oh, yeah. dilemma. Of just realizing yeah, yeah. how, and how the drag crazy it is. have been yeah. sitting
4: with no motor in it since? <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. It's just sitting there with no motor in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so now I want what... to say that's been sitting for probably 16, 17 years now.
5: Oh, wow.
4: Um, yeah. yeah. So now, so what's this... your current rig? uh currently i'm wheeling a
5: two-door cherokee
4: buggy that i picked up um it was a pre-built kind of thing had a cage on it and i i made a bunch of modifications to the cage uh three length of front pun flopped it uh it's just welded welded um, some 39 inch high rocks on it just something a little beat on um i'm currently in the process of building another buggy that's Was supposed to be a quick build and here we are four years later and I'm staring at it in my shop still. Um but that one I'm not I'm taking more seriously and taking my time on building this one. I want it to be exactly what I want when it's done. Um this one's LS powered, Atlas, uh full link front and rear, full hydro. Um it's got YJ sheet metal on it, kind of a nod back to my roots where I, I got my first
5: YJ and got started in it. And I'm gonna paint it the same color. It's gonna be red, red and silver, just like my old YJ was. So,
1: fuck okay, yeah, that's awesome.
0: And is it like a like a Jeep-sized chassis or single seater or?
4: Yeah, it's a Jeep-sized chassis. Okay. Uh, basically, cut the back of the tub off behind mm-hmm. where the front seats are. And then move the top corners up to the back of that, and then tube hanging out the back of it, and then hold deep firewall
0: collar. Oh, notes. I think I've seen pictures of this thing. Actually, now that you describe it,
4: yeah, I've, I've uh, called I called it I've bad bones. Something. I got some pictures of it up online.
0: Okay, I think I've seen it, or Rob showed them to me, or something. I forget, but that
4: yeah, we originally bought it as as this is good bones to start with. You know, it's a project that somebody had started and they didn't finish, and. It was really a lot of good parts for a really good price. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is good bones to start with. And then as we started taking things apart and moving things, we realized this is not, in fact, good bones to start with. Every YJ so, ever. Well, there's, there's no YJ left to it. It is all the entire frame is fabricated now. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's no YJ left. Yeah, I mean, the it's the... a <laughs> grill firewall, pretty much. <laughs>
3: What is going on with your YJ? Are you just going to keep it in the corner or
4: what? Uh, that YJ, uh, she she <laughs> met a very sad demise a long time ago. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I wasn't the smartest and uh, I wound up getting to a pretty bad accident. I uh, hit a tree head on with it and that Ooh. was total. That's the end of it. Ooh. Gotcha. So oh, after, that, after that, I got my Cherokee. Uh, where my love for Cherokees came from.
2: <laughs> is it really a love of Cherokees, or is it just that they fit the platform or like the role?
4: I mean, they they are super easy to work on. They are simple. They're, you know, they do fit the platform well. I do really love the Cherokee, though. It's just driving around in them. They're comfortable to drive. Uh, they handle decently well. You can lift it. Uh, they're set up properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just I don't know. There's just something about him it. It's just that shoebox on wheels. It's kind
5: of kind of nice.
2: I meant for that to come across sarcastically. Um, it didn't. My phone <laughs> is not there. I, I apologize. I was supposed to be like humorous,
0: but <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah. Well, you can't. You just have to. Everything that you say is sounding sad. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. So <laughs> he, he sounds like he's trying to talk shit at a speakeasy. <laughs> I'm going home <laughs> that's like the third uh, description we've come up uh, up with on and off air so. <laughs> he's tired of them at this point that's funny. Uh,
2: yeah no they're a great platform and they offer a lot and you know it was like my first car so I, I feel very similar It just in my mind at some point they end up a little bit limited but they're a really fun thing yeah, you
4: know, I'd taken my Cherokee to the point where I had the tons and I had 42s on it, and I was wheeling it and beating the hell out of it, and it got to the point where I was like, well, the next step is to cut this thing up and turn it into a buggy, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't bring myself to do that to it, so I pulled the drivetrain out of it and pulled the axles off from under it, I wound up putting an outlast between the frame rails, so that's sitting in there now, and now it's sitting on its frame rails behind my shop. Because it's one of the other projects that has been pushed to the wayside,
2: <laughs> so ironically enough that Cherokee is actually how I met you, i uh came up and talked with you. I think it was a go topless day twenty seventeen I want to say it was that
4: yeah, was probably a while ago,
2: yeah, it was a long time ago. that was just, and I remember you were or I talked with you about the suspension setup and everything on it, and it was pretty cool seeing that thing when it was done and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that had a 50 in it?
4: Yeah, it did have a Dana 50 in it. Um, that was before I knew too much about the Super Duty Axles. I didn't know there was a, a 50 option. I thought they were all just 60s and, and then 99 to 04 range. Um, and then I quickly learned
5: that, no, no, I have a 50. Um, <laughs> but I, feeling... I went with it.
0: I, I wonder what the ratio of 50s to 60s that people have in lifted Jeeps and don't even know it's a 50 is because it's probably pretty good. Yeah,
2: you know, I, I would agree with that. I mean, so like the ratio of the trucks, um, the excursions, the 250 and the 350 single rear wheel, all the way up to 02 were all 50s, and the excursion was that way all the way from 99 to 04 when it was discontinued. That I did not
1: know. I didn't know that either.
2: Welcome to the uh, nerd school, or whatever you want to call it. That's <laughs> nerd school for axles <laughs> and other stuff. I'm not, <laughs> not even sad. Songs. I'm actually in a relatively good mood. I just can't talk loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like, I mean, unless you're pulling them apart, I guess. But even if you say you were like not really into, like, Looking up all the nitty gritty details for axles, you just bought a, a uh, I guess maybe they'd know if you brought it to a gear shop to get it geared. Because if you're not going to pop it open and do it yourself, I guess yeah, if, you, only, if you can't, there's only one really big external visual
4: cue that tells you that it's a 50, and it's the fluid path that's cast into the pinion. Uh, yep. on the 50, it's a step, on the 60, it's a smooth slope.
2: There is another, the um. The 50s, I found out, have a, it should be on the passenger side of the pumpkin, they'll have a cast 208 number, and then uh, the yeah. 60s will be, I think it's either 243 or 250.
4: Yeah, you're right on that. I forgot about the uh, the casting number, but a lot of times you can't even see the cast because they're all corroded from that era. You know, yeah, you ain't wrong. You're going to needle scale the hell out of it before you can see anything on it. Yep.
0: <laughs> Now that, that pinion thing is is uh, like a, a a godsend. There's so many times like Sean or somebody else has been like, look at this axle for sale. I guess you can get it. It's like, you don't want that. That's a 50. He's like, how do you know? Because <laughs> you can just see it in the corner of one picture, right? And it it's, it is it is kind of a, a blessing that it's got one big thing that lets you know that it's not. You know, I, I do got to hand it to that little 50,
4: though. You know, I just put an Artec truss on it. And I swapped it into the XJ, and it ran on 42s for, I don't know, from like 2016 all the way up until about 2020. And then yeah. I pulled it out from under the uh, under my white XJ, and now it's under that buggy. And I've been wheeling that for going on two years now at Field & Forest on
5: 40s. Damn. And it's, it's still got stock axle shafts in it and stock 410 gears.
2: <laughs> so I um on my original ZJ build from a while ago, which Graham got the axle from, I ended up picking up the axles and it ended up being a 50 because, well, that's what I grabbed and whatever. And that thing lived on from I think I got that buggy back in 2016. I took it apart in 2018 maybe. Something like that. And then from then, Graham had it all the way up until, what was it, 2021?
0: Yeah, like end of 2021 was when I yanked it.
2: Yeah, and it survived a lot of abuse. Like, a lot of abuse.
4: Yeah, it's it's kind of impressive, the abuse that they will survive. You know, A lot of people talk down on them, and sure, it's not a 60, it's not the greatest axle in the world, but It'll do its job if you if you you know, if you treat it right.
2: I think it's also an excellent fill-in, right? If you wanted to get the rig running down the road, you have something already in the rig while well, you build an O five plus sixty because it doesn't make sense to swap in an O four sixty.
4: Correct. Yeah, with the availability of all the O five plus stuff now, it's you know, it's it's the only axle that really makes sense.
0: Honestly, like the jump from an 04 or from a 50 to an O four sixty, or you know ninety nine O four sixty is like it's almost not worth it. I like it's not it's worth it.
4: it, like it's not. You still wind up with 30 spline outers, and, yeah. You're doing all the same work, right? Yeah. It's not a so you, that's you're
0: basically the, just up, upgrading ring and pinion size and interaxial spline,
4: and then and you, honestly, you
0: gotta, um, the ring and pinion is like. Not generally the problem. Uh, I fucked mine up. The first time was a fluke. Second time was my fault, because I was in a rush. And uh, we, we've talked about it plenty, but I, I messed that stupid thing up. That was The second gear set explosion was my fault, but at that point I was done with it. I had a, I had a line on an 05, and I was, I was just ready to move on from it. it I, I, at that point, I was blowing the outer shafts, because the the hubs were actually I had the hubs on there purposely so that weak hubs, the mile markers, so they'd just blow up. Yeah, instead it's of like blowing everything cues. up. Yeah, it was okay. Like, they're they're relatively cheap. I didn't blow them all the time. It was only like weird spots. If I jammed my tire in there, would they blow? And yeah, but it stopped doing that reliably. And then it would just take out the entire stub. Never blew an axle, uh, or sorry, a uh, U joint uh, or an inner shaft or anything like that. Even when the carrier literally split in half. Those inner shafts didn't give a shit. Like, so.
2: The stuff I've broken on the O4 axle is the stub shaft. I broke an inner axle shaft at the yoke. Not in the diff itself, but I broke it at the yoke, and i blown up hubs. So that's all the same stuff that would be in a Dana 50, except for the inner axle shaft, and that blo- broke at the same size U-joint as a Dana 50.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: so so now back to kind of uh your stuff keith what has been the most just hellhole of a project that's come to the shop obviously you don't have to give names but just give us a little story that's just like made you want to rip your hair out dealing with something uh the most
4: recent one i can think of is the toyota land cruiser that we built uh it came out great. I love it. I love the, the way everything turned out with it. But we originally were trying to use the axle housing that was in it. Uh because it was you know, eight inch Toyota housing should be, you know, no problem to get parts for. Uh apparently because this thing was a Russian import, it was the weirdest Toyota housing ever, and nobody had any knuckles that would fit that particular housing. So we yes. wound up buying two different sets of knuckles. We originally thought, you know, it's, it looks like an 8-inch, so it's 6-shooters. We got the 6-shooters. They were too small to fit over the knuckleball. What? Okay, well, then that means they're the next size up, which is the FJ-80 knuckles. Mm-hmm. So we ordered a set of Hellfire knuckles, and they do not fit. They were too way too big. So start doing more research and more research trying to find anything for this axle and nobody had any information on it really um so we wound up having to scrap that housing and get a trail gear housing and start over wow So basically had all the three-link front and coilovers all set up onto that housing we were trying to get steering onto it and we just could not we wound up having to go with a different housing
1: jeez nothing's worse than that so you already put time and effort into this thing to find out that it's totally different than what you were expecting
4: yeah, and there was no aftermarket support for it. So sure, I could have put steering onto the standard high steer arms that come on those axles, but like that's only four studs supporting it. I just didn't feel or feel okay with that at all, especially running the forties that are on it. It's got those big Baja Pro XS forties on it.
2: <laughs> things are meaty. Yeah, they
4: are. So- How those, those knobs grab things and they grab them well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So what is your take on the Trail Gear housings? Because they look really interesting for, like, if you wanted to build an F toy type buggy, they seem pretty cool.
4: I'm pre- I'm pleased with it. Uh, it was a really nice piece. Um, it was really easy working with Trail Gear to get the housing here. It came really quickly. Uh, it, the design of it lowers the – well, raises the axle tube above the, like, axle shaft center line. So, like, the tube actually, the shaft actually rides closer to the bottom of the tube, so you gain some ground clearance. Um, so, that was kind of nice. Uh, and they were built well and, and very strong, so I was pleased with
5: it.
2: That's pretty cool. Um, like I said, they just seem like a really nice choice for, like, a smaller buggy.
4: Yeah, I think they'd be definitely be a good choice if you were building a toy-based buggy, something lightweight.
2: And I suppose that I should ask the opposite of Cody's question. What was something that you originally had like some skeptical thoughts about but really enjoyed working on? Um,
4: The one that I would say I was most skeptical about doing and came out incredible in the long run was uh, the sport track we did. Um, Guy came in with a Ford Explorer sport track and said, I want a solid axle swap it and put it on 37s. And I was like, ha ha, ha, ha. You know, like, we, okay. And we wound up doing it and uh, three-linked it, coilovers, it's got 14-inch coilovers in the front, uh, 37-inch Toyos. Um, and the thing came out awesome and drives like a dream down the road.
2: That's the- Wait. Did you have to I do like- any kind of... Sorry. Go ahead, Grant. No, no you're good. What'd you have to do to like the front end on that? Because I know that they're IFS. Did you have to like notch the frame rails and plate all of that stuff in? I'm just curious because that's a weird platform.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a weird platform. Um, We did have to, we didn't cut uh, any notches in the frame rails. We did plate the frame rails uh, for added strength. Wound up plating all the way to the back of the cab. Pretty much. Um, We made a custom cross member. Uh, for the transmission, so we could actually have a good place to mount our lower links. Um, we wound up, uh, we had to cut all the steering out, obviously, had a steering rack. Uh, I wound up fabricating a bracket and uh, mounting plate, rather, and mounting a Toyota steering box on it. Um, and yeah, we got all that in, uh, towers from Barnes four wheel drive for the coilovers in the front, and everything fit together pretty well.
5: It was kind of like it almost wanted to be there. It fit. It fit so nicely. That's sweet. So yeah, that was definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite ones. Uh, customer actually just brought it
4: back in last week. It's sitting out front right now. Uh, we're going to go through it and give it a little bit of a freshen up. It's been a few years since we worked on it. So,
2: have they been wheeling that hard? Not too hard. Uh, he has taken it out a
4: few times. He's been very pleased with the performance. Um, he doesn't do anything like, not like we do. Like he's not doing like field and forest or Roush or anything like that. Um, but he does some, you know, some decent classics, roads, some back back trails and back country stuff. Uh, he likes to take his kids out and enjoy it.
2: That's cool. Um, I don't mean to go too far into business specifics, but do you do more like of the? Uh lift entire bread and butter stuff or is it more of the advanced projects
4: um we try to space it out evenly so that the advanced projects don't take up too much of the shop time uh because they are very time consuming so if, if that's all we were doing we wouldn't be you know we'd be able to turn a profit to in just that so we do more of the, the lift and bread and butter stuff which is still nice i still enjoy doing that stuff as well Uh, like yesterday and today I cranked out a three and a half inch metal cloak game changer on a 2020 EcoDiesel or 21 EcoDiesel JLU, uh, came out pretty nice, you know, some 37s and a nice lift kit.
2: Yeah, makes perfect sense um, when Richie and myself were doing we had like kind of a very, very small shop where we would do uh, like mainly just paying for the rent itself sometimes. And we did a lot of Cherokee death wobble stuff because it was just simple and it paid the bills quickly. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, death wobble diagnosis is definitely something we do a lot of here. Um, not a lot of people that can can find it easily and figure it out. And people wind up, you know, just throwing part after part after part at something until they finally nail it. Um, so people do bring me a lot of death wobble stuff is we're pretty decent at getting it uh, quickly, fixed quickly and right. What's yeah.
0: the most common cause of death wobble in those? Just out there, of curiosity. Is it always they, different or?
4: There is no common cause.
0: Okay um
4: death wobble there's so many things that play a factor in death wobble everything from uh ball joints track bars steering angles caster angles higher balance can cause death wobble poor shocks bad tire pressure can cause death wobble um so there's there's a whole lot of factors that go into it and any one of them can cause it so it, it varies you know whether it's a xj a tj or jk or jl they all have the same components essentially so it's just you know trying to figure out what component is causing
0: the uh, the issue yeah yeah that's always uh i don't know i used to have um, issues with mine where the track bar would would go bad on me but then i i it would get horrible death wobble and would take out multiple tie rod ends and then the tie rod end would be causing it, so you'd fix the track bar, and then the tie rod ends would be all slopped out, and you know it, it was like clockwork. It was like every time, and it was fixing it was just to, to swap the tie rods. I, I don't know. It always it was a giant nightmare until I put the the this Super Duty in, and uh, always curious to see like what um um you know, what people's go to for some of that stuff is so. Um, sort of what i was expecting Uh, try to recreate the
4: death wobble um Mm -hmm. and i'll get it to death wobble as many times as i can on a road test and you know from the feeling of the death wobble and how it actually starts Mm -hmm. that first couple seconds when it initiates can really tell you a ton about what's actually causing it um you know of course we do the preliminary check we'll bring it in jack up ball check the ball joints tie rod track bar all that stuff uh, if we don't find anything there, that's when we start going on the road tests and actually hitting some bumps and taking some corners and, you know, varying speeds and trying to get the death wobble recreated. Mm-hmm. And that first couple seconds, you can tell what actually set it off, whether it sets it off on the right side, sets it off on a bump on the left side. Um, and you can really get a good feel for
0: what's actually causing it. That's a good point. Yeah. It's like if you don't deal with it that often, it's hard to. You don't really know what to feel for in some of that stuff. I get that. Yeah, yeah. you probably deal with it all the time. So, you're, <laughs> uh, I do see a lot, uh, a lot of people with overinflated tires. Oh and yeah, that's that's because the stupid tire installer companies will just fill them up to eighty psi.
5: Well, <laughs> that so too.
4: People people will read their sidewall and it says max pressure eighty psi. Yeah.
0: Well so no. it must be I must
4: need 80 PSI in my tires. No, <laughs> no you do not. No, your thirty
0: no. fives do not need 80 PSI, please Well
4: <laughs> <no. laughs> then even still uh people read the door gym and you know that's the right yeah. way on a regular car to do it, but when you put larger tires on, now you have a bigger footprint, and you need less air pressure to support that weight. So the air pressure
5: needs to go down.
0: Yeah, that was always uh through what I've noticed through bad is right just every and every tire acts a little different too so you kind of have to play around if you're not uh, oh, a yeah, definitely some people don't uh, don't know any better so it's it, it can be tough like i run on my 40s i run like on the road i think it's like 25 27 otherwise it's way too stiff it's really weird yeah and uh, on my JT
4: on the 37s on that i run 26 psi on the road
0: yeah, perfect. So that's that's literally yeah, exact same thing. Yeah. So and that drives great. I get perfectly even tire wear all the way across. So, what are you driving now? Uh, I know. I guess. What projects have you worked on? I guess we talked about your projects. Um. What do you? Oh, <laughs> Tell what, us what, about this. Yeah, um, trouble, like poor, Yeah, I really am. The poor Luke's <laughs> doing all the legwork, and the kid has no fucking missing not have his teeth here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, whoa. hold on! All I heard his mouth is good. Head man, I heard when you lose your teeth, uh, you all mean, those wisdom teeth are gone. No, he's sad. And, <laughs> Bane, I have insane. all my
2: teeth except for my wisdom teeth. I don't have math mouth. I can assure you, I spent way too much money on my mouth.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought that was normal when you go down to Tennessee. You know, go down to south a little bit, and math lose your teeth. It's like the no, cycle. No, whoa, they. Whoa, it's whoa, it's whoa. a
0: requirement. You have to take them out. That's what he's undergoing it's right the
2: now. <laughs> no, no, it depends on the location, right? So if I was in Chute a couple towns over, you're correct. But I'm in like the
1: nicer part of town. Supposedly, so is I kept my teeth.
4: No, no, he's I think, I
1: Kutanuga, he but like, He's making a reference of like calling you the shot <laughs>
6: Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> anuga has a shooting,
2: like gang-related or stupidity-related, at least once a week. So uh, we call uh, it Chattanooga right. <laughs> because that's just like their pastime on the weekends is someone drunkenly picks a fight, gets shot for it.
1: Sure. Um, that sounds fun. I feel like less crime would happen that way. Because if you knew that if you picked the wrong fight, you were gonna get shot, then you'd be less likely to fuck up. You know? Well, I mean, you're forgetting
2: to factor exactly in You're forgetting to factor in methamphetamine.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Huh. I'll have to keep that in mind as I'm you know practicing my meth habits. No. Yes. Uh that I have to carry the gun so I can be the aggressor. That's the difference. See, that's where I've been going wrong. I've been yeah. the casual one, see? Damn. Yeah, you right. you don't
2: want to be the casual one if you're in <laughs> Chattanooga. You want to be the aggressive one, that way you get shot, and the guy that shot you gets a free ride home.
1: And then <laughs> your meth problem isn't much of a problem for you anymore. That sounds solid. Yeah. <laughs> it does fix <laughs> Good meth problems.
4: <laughs> well, if you shoot somebody and get arrested for it, it's free rehab, right?
2: Ooh, uh, yeah. ooh. I mean, yeah, unless you know a really good prison guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Solve all your own problems. All you gotta do is shoot someone. <laughs> so, anyways, back to off-roading. So we got winter coming up. Or we're technically in it, but I mean, is it really winter at this point? We don't know. Um, if and when it does snow. Do you have any plans to go snow wheeling, or maybe I know you're not. You're you just said that your rig's not a hundred percent up and running. But do you have any? I do like,
4: want to get out and, and do some snow wheeling this season. Uh, right now, while well, my my buggy is up and running, uh, the the little Cherokee one I got. But okay. right now, I don't I don't have a tow pig. Right now is it's a big problem.
5: Oh, okay. Tow pig.
4: The uh, train decided
2: to say no in the Dodge. I was just about to ask, is it a Dodge? Yeah, it's a Dodge. <laughs> okay, it, now this is me actually being sad, but Dodge, why are you putting such a good engine in with such garbage transmissions? And when are you going to learn your lesson, old man? See,
4: what's what's really got me irked about it is that it's, it's a built transmission that was already in there. So it should not have said no just yet. The truck's only got 70k on it, but... It's been 70,000 miles with the the tune work that's been done on that Cummins. So.
1: I know another person that bought a truck said that it had a built transmission, then, then it ended up going to shit on them. Weird how that happens. Yeah. See, when well, I was in my escapade of buying Cherokees, you'd always get the people who were like, oh, recently replaced engine. Fuck you. Uh -uh. I don't care how nice it is or this or that. You're just saying that to get an extra few 500 bucks. And I used to never believe that shit. But like, oh, it's rebuilt. Oh, cool. I don't give a shit. Like, it's not going to change anything here.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I could say that my Cherokee has a fresh engine in it because technically it does. But that's not true.
1: (laughs) it's not not a fresh engine. (laughs) I can throw some 20 weight in mine. It'll stop ticking and damn, that thing's fresh as hell. The leaks, oh, that's from before and I just never cleaned it. You can yeah. get yours to stop ticking with twenty weight.
2: Uh, <laughs> Mine only requires ten weight, or yeah, ten W forty to stop ticking. Uh, I mean,
4: my my old 0 and my Cherokee, I could put twenty weight and actually see oil pressure on the gauge.
1: <laughs> oh, you <laughs> actually tech- see. Wow, I'm impressed. I still never see oil pressure. It goes from zero to five, but I'm like, well, it's not knocking yet. And there is still some oil that only smells like a little bit of gasoline, but it's not enough gasoline that it catches on fire. So it's probably fine. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably fine. It, it adds to <laughs> the
0: fuel economy right over time. As you fill the oil with gas, then you're filling up, but now there's oil in the gas too that you're not accounting for. That's not being used. Oh. So it's all recycling. It's 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 a okay. right. cycle. Get
3: you like, uh, Have oil
2: pressure. Yeah. So, I'm just curious because I do like common strucks. Uh What was done to the transmission before it blew up? I, my dad has one, and he's been through <laughs> three 47 REs and 390 thousand miles. And even when it was built, it would still spit the clutch packs with only a boost fuller and very minor tune.
4: Um, yeah, it's had upgraded clutch packs in it, um, billet main shaft and a triple disc converter. Um, there was a couple of small upgrades, servo stuff that were done to it. Um, but it still wasn't enough. I think the, uh, the trip to Badlands, uh, last year was what really actually started to put the hurt on it. That was when I actually ballooned the triple disc converter and broke the flex plate. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that made some hellacious noise towing up to the top of the mountain at
1: Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so yeah. oh, it happened on the dirt hill where like you're going yeah. like 14 uh, miles an hour, but it's screaming the whole way up pretty much. Yep. I'm so
0: glad that uh, that um Chris made me get take the Jeeps off. Because
6: <laughs> oh, otherwise my 47
0: RE would be on the side of Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking tall. You, know you guys were
4: already up there, and I came up, and uh, I was my trailer was already there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why my trailer was already there. Oh, that's right. I was. Oh. I, I remember that. No. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's a brutal drive. Yeah. There's so many hills. Didn't we yeah, have to like... there Was uh, a
4: brutal toll. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we have to send someone down to get Craver in one year? I think we had to send someone down to get Craver and with Jucket and, like, tow the truck up.
1: Yeah, that was the cool. year after he did the wheelie in the ballerina van. So <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, it's his bright idea to tow a buggy on a trailer with a ballerina box truck.
1: <laughs> I love
0: it. It's hilarious. I can. I will never get over that.
1: <laughs> it is pretty funny. Um, I it still don't. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that he did. He ever get rid of? I thought he got rid of his Dodge that he recently had. He had. Don't oh, know, man. It was it's something craving. going on with that
0: thing. I don't remember what it was, but I know what you are talking about. Who knows with Craven? He goes through vehicles like underwear.
1: That's true. Uh, I think he wanted to be underwear. <laughs> uh, so okay, back to snow wheeling. Now, what would be your ideal place to go snow wheeling? Are you more of like a Brookridge kind of a guy, hit the greens and just start like shredding around the greens in the deep snow, or do you go to F and F, hate yourself the whole time, and try to go up like the blues or something?
4: Oh, I definitely go to F and F and hate myself the entire time. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we hit the blues and then we'll hit some black, like offshoots and stuff like that, nah, mm-hmm. you know, beat around. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not opposed to going to Brookridge and doing like doing the nice easy stuff at Brookridge. I got to get some lockers in the Gladiator before I go out and take that snow wheel in some place like Brookridge or something. All
5: right. my,
4: my buggy haul and setup is just too big to bring to Brookridge, so I can't bring the buggy there. There's
0: like, there's no trailer parking there. Yeah, so no, oh, it's a disaster,
2: especially when it snows. Um, I remember what was it? We did a snow run there back when I think I was still on thirty five. So then that was a good time. Yeah, It yeah, yeah.
4: has a scheduled snow run coming up in March. I forget what the exact date is, but I'm doing them at a bunch of different properties. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: thanks for reminding me. I gotta, I gotta buy tickets for that. I will, I will definitely be going to whatever.
2: Yeah, we did um we did battlegrounds and that was fucking awesome and awful at the same time. I towed Richie up there, but we had like a foot and a half of fresh snow.
5: That was great oh, that's time. awesome.
1: Yeah, it was perfect. So you could at least like you could stay on top and float on top, but if you get stuck, you could dig down to at least the dirt and there was no ice. It was no, it was, the
0: most- no it was ice, like early. Oh, Remember we tried to we tried to go around um right instead yeah. of just continuing down that hill and just following that loop that we did tried mm-hmm. to go up by some of those climbs on the back side of the the backyard area thing and i yeah. couldn't i remember i went up there and, and nobody else was was trying but i i went and tried to go up it and it's not a this isn't even a trail this is like the access road like around all of the obstacles and the 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 trail up the hill and then back down i couldn't even get up it i was like <laughs> Yeah, I yes. was. I forget what gear I was in, but I was trying, and it just kept sliding me and slamming me into the little trees on the side, and just wasn't having it. You there was the... no
3: floating on top of that snow either. <laughs>
0: uh, well, Cody was
2: on thirteen five wide, thirty six inch rocks at like fucking no yeah. PSI.
1: Well, maybe Cody should have been fucking
3: breaking the trail then.
1: Well, He's... see, I would have, but then I think the thing was was Graham had the best tires quote-unquote or he had the most like life on his so colin was like oh we'll just make him go and then then i just kind of followed behind either of them and then it only i only started breaking trail once you blew up richie and then i was like yeah, all right that- i'll start breaking trail and then I, it was great i was just like putzing along it was it was fun but you remember yeah. the, uh... the top of the fucking hill
2: yeah You remember doing the air traffic control launches to go up that green access because of how like that climb was just so well, it's not even a climb. It would just be an access road normally, but it was steep and it was covered in snow. So we were like waiting for the person at the top to clear the corner and then (laughs) flagging people to go. And they were just neutral bombing it. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That was
1: great. I remember it especially because, uh, I had two people in the back, so whenever we'd like get stuck, they would start bouncing and saying, "I think I can, I think I can." And it was like enough to like keep my shit rolling, and it was so fucking funny. Oh, good memories. I we I, I wish we could go snow wheeling
0: this year. That'd be fun. Well, we can. Your wishes can be granted if we get snow. Also, I'm sorry,
5: Keith. Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: that was totally a divergence.
4: Um <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. a problem. I love good wheeling stories.
1: Um, and yeah, Graham, I was that's what I was referring to when I said I wish I could go. It's just that it's like, yeah, I wish we had snow. Yeah, yeah. It's been weird cool. weather this winter. It's been crazy. Yeah, like,
4: yeah. I guess this weekend they're supposed to get a good snowstorm up north. I heard uh, that as it's gonna
2: get, but I'm yeah, I to I get shit here. I'm
3: I'm looking at fleet all weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at rain.
1: Oof, that sucks. Yeah, when you guys had rain here in Auburn, Fuck off.
2: Well, you guys had your lovely 45-degree days. It was minus
0: 60. It was 60 out here. Okay, well, you guys had
2: 60. 60. It was minus 15 with wind chill in Tennessee.
0: (laughs) There's you right. (laughs) (laughs)
4: it'll be so much nicer
0: (laughs) (laughs) weather follows you
1: (laughs) (laughs) leaves all of us Yep. see I just want it for the OT then I could buy more G parts but no we haven't even had that so I have no extra money to go and spend on G parts it's sad and no snow wheeling to happen either it's just a double fuckery over here
5: always nice what do you say I'm definitely missing that extra plow money this year.
1: Yeah. Um. So what's the what's the final plan for the Cherokee? I don't know if I missed this when I had to go use the bathroom, but like he's well, had a couple of them, right?
4: Well, yeah, I've had a couple idea. crazy ideas. Um, right now, I'm torn between two, and the the one idea is the standard, typical. Well, let's four link it in the rear, three link it in the front, throw a good set of 44s under it, um, throw it on 37s, put a nice interior cage in it and make it a nice daily driver that's really capable.
6: Mm -hmm.
4: And, you know, I've already got the LS and all the stuff to put the LS together and get the LS up and running. So it would be a nice V8 Cherokee that could be daily driven and and still go wheeling. Then there's the crazy idea. The crazy idea is I'm thinking about grafting a Mustang 2 front suspension into it and putting a narrowed nine inch in the rear and tub in the rear and putting a couple of Wu-Tang Whirly birds on that five three and seeing what happens.
1: Oh my god. Okay. That extremely interesting. I'm I'm I'm
0: down for either of those. The first one sounds that's like normal like Cherokee, uh, I want to say like poser Cherokee, but it's not. It's It's just like tasteful Cherokee
5: thing. Yeah, 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 for (laughs) sure.
0: (laughs) But Um, like Mustang suspension and nine inch, that's different. Uh, That's tempting. I don't know. So
2: I guess my question would come down to what shapes the body in?
4: Well, the uh, you know the like the the setup with the the mustang two front suspension and making it a drag truck basically um you know i haven't had a drag car in a while and the body's in pretty fair shape on it you know the it needs some new fenders and stuff from uh you know beating around a field and forest but other than that the unirails are solid and the floors are solid so there's no reason it can't be you know cleaned back up and, and made nice
5: yeah, that's stuff. I mean, Cherokees are pretty cool little
0: like speed cars too, because they're just kind of—I don't know—it doesn't seem like the ideal platform, but it's its again, it's just simple and easy, and they're fairly comfortable. So, well,
4: what gave me the idea for it was it was on jack stands in the back lot, and then I backed into it and I knocked it off the jack stands, so now it's.
0: Still on <laughs> oh, so you're just used to it being that low, <laughs> and I
5: was like, you know what, it kind of looks good there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know, I'll I'll leave the ratchets off road wrap on it and I'll leave the sliders on it and throw the off road bumper back on it. You know, it'll look <laughs> like a Cherokee.
0: <laughs> Just a really low one. <laughs> yeah.
4: And hopefully a couple of, you know, like Wu Tang Whirly Bird Turbos on there and make some serious horsepower and, and go stupid fast.
1: What would That's you fun. expect that thing to actually get? Like rock you know, idea.
4: If I just threw a set of turbos on it, uh, on a stock five three, I mean, realistically I can only throw like ten, twelve pounds of boost at it
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, before I'm ready to blow that thing up. Um I'd say I could probably get it into maybe tens, elevens, somewhere around there.
1: That would be terrifying in a Cherokee. That would know, be do really cam
4: cam swap and some boost and you know, good fuel injection management system and get some good power out of it.
1: Fuck yeah. I think you should do it. I, I'm i with this.
4: <laughs> you know, and I've got a perfect uh, Ford 9 inch that's already narrowed for uh, an old muscle car that was sitting around at my house. So, you know, that I could throw like a 29 inch slick and like 15 inch wide slick on there easy.
3: Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> so, Jesus. i have it planned out.
4: <laughs> I have put some thought into it. Would well, you, that- uh,
3: just put this thought into
4: action. <laughs> See, that's the thing, is like, There's I guess so many projects it's like mm, which one takes precedence? Right now, oh. Bad Bones has precedence. So I want to get this one done so I can get it out of the garage because it's taking up a decent amount of real estate in the shop.
1: And it's good advertisement for you guys too. Is it that's the gladiator's the bad bones or is that something else? No, no the okay. uh the, the buggy is bad bones, the YJ buggy. Oh, that'll look sick on trail. Are you putting a wrap on that as well or no?
4: No, we're just gonna uh, paint this one. Uh, it's gonna be red with a silver cage, uh, and then the uh, chassis will all be black underneath. My old YJ that started me wheeling was red and silver.
0: Hell so, yeah, kinda dude.
4: that's awesome! Giving it a nod to it.
0: How how close are you to completion on that? I know you said four years, but I don't think we actually covered like what was done with it and what was still being worked on.
4: Uh, Right now, wiring and finishing the
0: interior panels and uh, the
5: the major things.
4: Mm -hmm. And then it's uh, painted, finish, weld the cage, and should be good to go. In that order? Well, finish, weld the cage, and then paint.
0: (laughs) 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 You can do whatever you want. Maybe use that fancy paint. Steal it or whatever it is. (laughs) Steal steal something. 30 30 bucks a can, but...
1: (laughs) Damn it, that's how expensive that stuff is?
0: It's not that expensive. Oh, yeah, that
4: stuff's not cheap. It's, it's
0: not, not cheap, cheap but it's... I don't think it's thirty bucks a can. I want to say it's probably closer clean. to fifteen.
1: Yeah. 15 wow. 20 bucks a can. Yeah. Well then at least you could, you know, paint it that way. At least it won't get rusty, you know, while sits it waits for the though. other for the Cherokee to uh, go tense. I think that's a great plan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 pretty close. Like I've got all the cardboard templates from the panels cut out, I just gotta actually cut them out of the aluminum and then tab out the uh
5: the cage for the roof.
4: Then I can finish weld the cage and then put it back on, wire it, paint it, and be done.
0: Now wiring is it like is that engine management wiring or just accessory wiring or mostly accessory thing? wiring. uh oh, okay. kind of run the uh the Holly Terminator EFI on it. mm
4: mm-hmm. So that comes with its own harness. It's already all pre-wired. You just got to hook up powers and grounds on that. Nice. So everything everything else needs to be uh, wired, like all the lighting and everything.
2: The Terminator's the one that plugs into the LS uh, connectors, right? It's not the... What am I thinking of? The Dominator or their other one where it's like the uh, separate... Like you have to put in your own O2 sensors and everything.
4: Uh well this will run uh, wideband O2s um, and it's basically a standalone engine management system. Um, so it doesn't use any LS computer or anything. It still utilizes all the LS sensors uh, aside from the O2 sensors, obviously. But
2: now, I was thinking
0: I, of oh sorry go ahead. I know you're biased on the Holley stuff because I'm pretty sure you use that a bunch, right? But how yes, we do. how have you um how's that been? Because I know. You know, that one time, was it Fall Crawl, that Timmy's computer just died, and apparently that wasn't the first time that that had happened? That kind of soured my opinion of of the you know, non-OEM-style computer stuff, just well, for reliability. But I don't know if there is that's a fluke or what.
4: I don't know what's going on with Tim's setup. I haven't actually looked into it. Um, but I, I've used these Holly systems a bunch, and I've had great luck with them. Uh, I haven't had any computer failures or anything
0: like that. Cool. All right, um, so, that's reassuring. It's just kind of scary when I mean those aren't cheap either, right? What do they cost for the computer alone? It's like computer Apple, alone is probably going to be like five, six hundred bucks. But yeah,
4: I, um, but I've want spend I've them yet multiple to see times one fail. Yeah, I've yet to see one fail. I don't know if that's just wiring on or or yeah, or there's, there's, on Tim's. You know,
0: <laughs> who knows? It <laughs> just uh. That's always scary. I don't know. I, I...
1: But then again, like... you, you're kind of sol though. Once you want to start putting turbos on things, that stock, uh, like computer will no longer really work for you. So a Holly system is that OEM plus that you'd be kind of looking for, Graham, where it'll it you can. See? get that nice and easy simplistic system where it kind of does its own tuning granted yes it's not perfect yes it takes a long time yes it can cause problems in the meantime we while trying to learn it but it, it like it's the most tried and true other than i guess aem has a really good system for ls turbo stuff mm-hmm. but holly is really that tried and true oem plus system that you're kind of talking about
2: Yeah, I do think that it depends on what you're doing, too, with the stock turbo stuff, because, like, Flying Ryan Performance does really good work, especially if you can get him dyno sheets with the OEM computer, but that is still somewhat limited. Um, And I know that he's even had some success in tuning stock Jeep computers to run, like, supercharged and turbocharged.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't dislike the Holly stuff, but sometimes that all the right because that works on more than just that's a you can plug that into any any engine right to some extent. Yeah, the,
4: the Terminator like the it, the Terminator computer system is pretty universal. Yeah, um, it depends on what like what you're running. You get the setup for whatever engine you're running. Mm-hmm. Um. You
5: know, whether it be a Ford Motor or heavy or an LS, you know they make for everything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I always get skeptical on that stuff because I'm, I don't know, very particular. I'm a massive nerd when it comes to stuff like that, and I mean i I I will give I will give some of their uh, their. I can't hate on it too much because my J twenty I've I've got the it's it's like the fuel injection. Versus instead of the carburetor thing, I forget what they call those kits. Probably I got a yeah, sniper. If I... yeah, the sniper. I have that. I bought the thing with it on there, and it was wired like garbage. And somehow it ran, uh, totally wrong. Like it, I don't know how it was running. The timing was so out of whack that it it was compensating for it somehow. And I really haven't done anything to the motor on it, and it still kind of drives like or it runs like crap still, even with all the work I've done to it. Just because I haven't. I haven't put much into it. I don't really care for that 360 too, too much. So it's, yeah. it's been low on my priority list. And, uh, you know, the recent thing was the IAC was acting up. So I just unplugged it <laughs> It still <laughs> runs fine. It doesn't care. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they do make like, it's, I feel like it's resilient, but I don't know. Sometimes the one size fits all stuff just, uh, um, can get a little weird. So. Yeah, like we've,
4: that. Got the, uh, we've got the sniper EFI on that, uh, the M715 that we've got at the shop here now. Uh, it's just a small block Chevy in that. Mm-hmm. And we've been running the sniper EFI on that. And the customer's been very happy with it. He took it out to Moab and beat the hell out of it out there and had a blast with it. And it never really gave me any troubles. Nice.
0: Yeah, like I said, my... he, had, he had some other major
4: failures out there, but
0: the, <laughs> the Sniper
4: EFI was not one of them.
0: <laughs> uh, I feel like it's, my issue is mainly the, my headers, I don't know why, they keep, um, they loosen up at the, at the head, but then also, you know, just, it's cobbled together, at this point I don't even know if it's cobbled together do or have, Exhaust. exhausted. You but... have locking header bolts. Uh or just I have know. regular header bolts. Probably not. I don't know. But a lot yeah, of the stuff it get, just, it just rattles loose and then the O2 out, sensor reads wrong. And that's like the holy grail for that entire system. That's how it works. So as soon as that starts doing stupid shit, it's like you know, yeah. I can drive it for two hours and feel it start driving like shit because the headers and everything are loosening up. And I'm See the know.
4: thing the thing with headers is uh the cheaper the header, the thinner the flange. Uh, and so when you have thin flange headers or thinner flange headers. The heat, the expansion, contractions, going to cause those bolts to slowly walk themselves out, and that's yep. when you start getting head leaks and headers and, uh, and I do know a bunch of companies like Fasten, uh that are locking specifically for headers. Like these, uh the stage threes have a clip that goes on that's round on one side, that, so it hooks up against like the the primary tube itself to prevent the header bolt from actually turning or loosening up. Mm. And then there's other ones that are uh, split down the middle, and there's a core screw in them that's tapered. So as you you tighten it down, and then you tighten the Allen center screw down, it actually expands the bolt in the hole and locks it in.
0: Gotcha. Well, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll have to look into that. It's it's those, and I really like. I said I haven't put much thought into this thing. It's just kind of like I, I just tinker with it when I have a minute and spend no money on it right now because it's just not in the cards. But I love it, and. Uh, just, well, it's pretty J20. What's not the love about it? <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's an amazing truck. It's, I just I wish I could I could expend more effort on it. And going forward, I I I'm hoping I'll have more time. I'm trying to position myself to work on my shit more, but uh <laughs> I, I'm amused with how much I've gotten away with that Holly system with how crappily it's set up on that thing. <laughs> uh and I won't take credit for all of it. I I did not do all of the work on it. I'm just working with what I was given. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> It's amusing
1: <laughs> Sounds it.
2: So. Oh, and I know the person that did some of that work, and I'm surprised. There was a they- shoestring
0: holding two wires together that were twisted and like tied in a knot, and there was a shoestring too. It's like, what is the what is the shoestring doing? <laughs> that's not a that's not what you use to wire a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about
2: right. Knowing the person.
0: Yeah, yeah. And There's uh, oh my god. It's it's it's. It's been uh, it all needs to come out pretty much everything electrical on that thing. I fixed most of Sometimes it. Sometimes that's spill. the best way to do it. You just
5: get all the wiring down and start over.
0: Because it's got so much other stuff. It's got the the dump bed right, which is electric, um, and the wires that run to that are kind of scary because um, of just where they're running. Uh, it has a, or I took the plow mount and all that crap off because it was just uh, I hated the way it looked. It was disgusting, but I do kind of have a soft spot for that little plow it has. Like, it's just kind of, it fits the look of the thing. And with the dump bed and the plow, it's like classic little ready old 80s work truck. It's just so cool. Yeah. But I took all that off. Um, well, the uh, the G20 is very similar to the, the 715. Mm-hmm.
4: And when we got this thing originally... Uh,
5: two, three years ago
4: and, uh, for the customer's project, it was still 24 volts, so we had to gut all the wiring out of it.
5: And we were actually able to use a CJ
2: painless. You know, cut actually... out there, what did yeah. you use?
5: Uh, we used the CJ wiring harness from Painless Performance.
0: Alright, I heard you, but you've tapered out again. CJ wiring harness. <laughs>
4: yeah, from uh, from Painless Performance oh Ooh, uh, okay those pre-made harnesses and it's got all yep. the fuse block and everything i don't know why it keeps cutting out i'm sorry guys
1: no you're fine oh, it's fine uh,
4: it happens. but yeah that actually fit really
0: well <laughs> it just did it again what the hell <laughs> it's literally whatever we let you just talk by yourself <laughs> you just taper off um yeah, I've always maybe been it's
4: because I'm in the middle of nowhere in Auburn. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the the painless stuff's always like piqued my interest. Is that um, it it's not meant to work with fact anything factory, right? Is it? It's the complete harness with sensors and everything, and all you get is or is it?
4: Yeah, it's it's made to work with all the factory stuff. Uh, oh, okay. So well, like, that's... if you buy it for a CJ, it has all the connectors that would hook up to anything CJ, all the dash wiring the fuse block, uh, headlight pigtails, taillight pigtails, all that stuff is all there. Well, the CJs didn't come with a 350, though. So what was the... uh, No, because it's such a common swap, uh, Payless actually makes it with a 350 harness, so you can
0: order it that way. Gotcha. That's actually sweet.
2: I'm curious as to how one of those would work out on something like a uh, XJ. If you were to gut it and go to, like, a digital dash or something with a motor swap, because there's so much useless wiring when you get to our level of uh, build, if you will. Like, you know, your buggy, Graham's Jeep, my Jeep. Like, the best thing that could happen to that electrical system is a nuclear bomb goes off and it all disappears.
0: <laughs> Only if you're pulling electrical stuff out. Like, Sean's, uh, there's literally half the wiring harness is zip-tied up because he wanted to go through it. Um, it's It's kind of... It's kind of ugly, not going to lie. But I, he's got two harnesses for the thing. He's going to splice something together to figure out exactly how he wants it. He wanted to to, to do the electrical on it. So, well,
4: gonna, yeah, let the
0: electrician do the I'm electrical, gonna, right? I'm not going to complain there <laughs> at gonna all. Come,
4: it's going to come back with wire
0: nuts in it.
1: No, it well, he probably will. No, I hope to God no. Oh, because the only time I've ever seen him touch something electrical on a vehicle, it was Luke's jeep, middle of the trail at Brookridge, and he ended up making it. So jeep so wouldn't run. His
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's an electrician. He's got to have one, his, a couple in his pocket at all times, right? That's just still like...
2: in my jeep, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just the neutral safety switch, so. Oh, mine's not even wire nutted. It's just twisted together. And I know. Them. I was there yeah. at
2: uh, Good Evening Ranch.
0: Yeah, that it started great. to corrode. The wires were breaking, and it wouldn't start anymore. Who would have thought?
4: Shocking. <laughs> uh, Neutral safety switch. You guys have those?
0: Well, well it used to be autos, no. but we have to just yes. bypass them. So you twist <laughs> twist the wire together and forget about it, and then two years, three years later, you're like, oh, that's why it doesn't start, because that came <laughs> off. Um,
2: speaking of Good Evening Ranch, I suppose that this is the point in time where we invite you to the uh, Web Wheeler's Ball. Um, it happens, at, or it's happening this year at Good Evening Ranch, Labor Day weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. That's West Virginia. If you didn't know? Uh, yeah, West Virginia.
2: Yeah,
4: That's not too far. No, it's pretty yeah. sweet. It's a Total great property. Drive. Yeah, I haven't been down there yet. Definitely a place I wanted to. I've been wanting to check out.
0: It's like oddly familiar but different. It's it. It was fun.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of like if you've wheeled Roush, uh, take the main Roush property, keep all the obstacles but shrink the property bought down to, from what is it? Roush is like 34,000 acres or something and good evenings about 800, but it's still got the same amount of obstacles. It's sick. Yeah.
4: So it's like one thing after another, after another.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't spent that much time at field and forest, so I can't comment on that, but I believe it's set up similar to field and forest. As far as you go from like obstacle to obstacle.
0: Nice, And the map's drawn with crayons, so that's, you know, extra fun. When it's I've nicely. heard that.
3: Heard that. <laughs> Is it actually?
0: It used yeah. to be. They, they updated <laughs> it. The one we were using was made with crayon. <laughs> oh my god. Just, Just At this point, I feel like we bring it up every time. <laughs> it's too funny <laughs> not to bring up. <laughs> Me and Luke stranded with front-wheel drive on a hill, trying to winch up, and we couldn't figure out where we are because the map's got, like, four... <laughs> it's got like the general outline of trails drawn in crayon
2: <laughs> and then the funniest part was i walked up the hill and it dropped the pin on the crayon. it was great <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs>
0: it's like a, you know the the digital uh Roush map where it shows yeah. you, like kind of where you are that helps you a ton what well, was like that but it's on crayon it's <laughs> like it doesn't help <laughs> the reference oh, my <laughs> god it's was like, awesome. okay, well, I don't know if I trust the actual image here, but this is where we are.
6: <laughs> Jeez.
0: You can't get the fine details with the fat crayons. <laughs>
2: like, that analogy applies to Wheeling Cherokees so well, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might have to be this episode's name.
1: What, written in crayon? No, fat crayons. <laughs> oh, he's I and can't his do, do that crayons. to Keith. <laughs> that just no, they
0: could go in the description somewhere. I like putting stuff like that in the description. But
2: I might have missed it when I went to go and get more broth because, like, you know, toothless man can't eat. Um, but did we talk about your buggy at all?
0: Yes, we did. Okay. We which one? I guess the the one he's building or Booger. Uh,
5: Booger.
4: I Booger's, guess. Booger's Booger's just the uh, the little two door Cherokee. That's yeah,
0: yeah, I guess that's not really a buggy, but it's a. Uh...
4: Well, it's it's more buggy than than Cherokee now.
0: I for, is and the back tubed? Tubes? I forget.
4: No, it's, it hasn't been back half yet.
0: Okay. Then but every time I go
4: down a hill and that rear end unloads, yeah, I, I say I'm going to back half this fucking thing,
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, and then I a tell a myself head. it's just a two-door Cherokee. It's just a two-door Cherokee. Not <laughs> <laughs> spending money on it.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you and Sean and Match, if you back half that thing, it'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I've been. It's so hard not to just call that thing booger because i know, like it. it it's. It's. <laughs> I'm sure yours is equally as booger, but this thing's such like it's a booger, but there already is a booger, so you have to come up with other names for derogatory names for a green vehicle. So it was it's not. Yes, <laughs> It's called snot. <Well>, <laughs> forget what else it's we were. Not recall. rocket. Yeah, it was it was Shrek for a little bit. Um, I like Shrek. Shrek was a good <laughs> name. <for that. laughs> there was something else we were coming up with it to for it too. I forget what it was. Uh, it's just stupid. he wanted to paint it but then he brought me wheel paint it was uh or he wanted to paint it orange for a while so he brought me some cans of orange Uh, this is before i started getting too cold and it's kind of a blessing in disguise because painting the tube work fixed it cleaned it up uh but (laughs) the paint he brought us was like tint paint for like uh chrome or aluminum wheels it was to turn them like an orange metallic it was barely paint it was like a clear coat like an orangey clear coat thing thank god we didn't spray it on it, it would have ruined it <laughs> that
1: sounds terrible
0: yeah it would have turned it brown <laughs> it wouldn't wow. have been
1: good <laughs>
0: So,
4: well then it would have had a great name if it was brown
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair if it was brown at least it would be better than green the green is rough yeah. I don't know it reminds no. me of, like, monster stickers and a kid named Kyle.
0: No, it's not that color green. It's like John Deere green. It's uh,
1: oh, a yeah, really, really poorly applied, red. too.
0: And it's red underneath. It's got, when you open the hood, the, the inside of the hood is all red. So it's like it's opening the mouth, right? It's like a lizard. Um,
1: <laughs> you're not making it any better. It's pretty funny. It's still getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man.
4: The only reason I left mine green is because it actually matches my vintage 70s camper. that's on my buggy hauler.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't know if I've seen
0: your... Maybe I have. Maybe not in the daytime. I don't think I've seen your hauler in the daytime and, like, actually paid attention to it. Uh, Yeah, it's
4: just just an old 30-foot goose with a, a pickup truck camper on it, but it's a 1976 Phoenix pickup camper. So it's like straight out of the seventies. You walk in, and everything's like avocado green and pastel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: does it have a pink toilet? Because that definitely was a part of that era as well.
4: It does not have a pink toilet. I don't think it was originally equipped to have a bathroom, uh, oh. but it does currently
0: have a bathroom. Well, if you
4: <laughs> want to
1: paint your
0: toilet orange, metallic orange, I can I can set you up.
6: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the Chrome at
1: first? <laughs> <laughs> just a chrome toilet uh, they make that would, that's kind of cool though actually i am kind of down for the chrome toilet idea. I like that idea. not the, I mean, not I the bet you
4: would clean real easy. Chrome just wipes off <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now chrome bidet now that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> wow. No, oh, we're
0: not about no. to. Say. This is America. We don't use that shit. That's what the garden hose is for. <laughs> if it's <I> that messy, <laughs> stick that
1: through the wall. <laughs> oh um, no!
0: <laughs> we're, we're way off track here. We gotta bring this bring this back around.
2: I was gonna try, but then I remembered that I lost my wisdom teeth and talking hurts. So I just kind of left it going. It's fine been
0: talking. You're still talking more than Richie. It's um, not hard him. to do.
1: Got him. <laughs> Richie stinks.
0: <laughs> he still hasn't unmuted himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, we weren't really really hoping that. <laughs> Usually one was, he'll defend
0: but... himself, but not this time. He must be He's away. Must... got something. I did going not on realize I was muted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there you go. All right. Richie, I was wondering why, why
3: no one was commenting on
1: what I was saying about toilets. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> We actually chose right. to ignore that one. You weren't really muted during that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so pull your weight here. We we come up. We got some. You got to have some questions. You're muted. You were thinking, right? Let's uh see what you got.
3: Uh, I wanted to ask Keith. What are some of the difficulties of running an off road shop versus like a normal mechanic shop?
4: Dirt. Well, I mean, the biggest challenge between an off-road shop and a normal repair shop is everybody needs automotive repair. Not everybody needs a lifted truck, so mm-hmm. you know you gotta you gotta really go out there and, and advertise and find the work. The work doesn't necessarily just flow in the dome like a repair shop would, um, yeah, and the. Point you know, the profit margins and parts availability and stuff like that are, are much different than general repair as well. So okay. that's an added added challenge of it as well. So like, you know, you get a car in for a brake job, you do you go call the parts so you get the brake pads, you get a Jeep in, and it needs a, a replacement control arm or something, you get a call and order one and then wait a week for it to show up. You know, so turnaround times are a lot longer.
3: Hello? Yeah, I- I never really thought about the possibility of finding work being one of those issues.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of people do come to us,
4: you know, and we get emails all the time for quotes and we get phone calls and stuff. But I have noticed over the years of doing this that if I'm not active on social media, and if I'm not advertising, those emails and calls do slow down so you kind of have to stay fresh in people's minds so that they think of you when they decide that they want to do that stuff
0: yeah a- i mean that makes total sense too especially i never really thought about that cuz you know in positions like ours like i i know of all the off road shops in new england like they're 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 always towards the forefront of my mind right like you guys and um built east and um uh, Barrett Fabrication Barrett, Barrett Fab um, And the one
2: that shall not be named And shall be shamed
1: Oh, Connecticut
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, helped, he helped me when my truck hitch ripped off though I had to leave my truck there So he's...
3: Yeah but is that really helping though Graham? Yes, You're... yes it was <laughs> no, You are giving so much credit <laughs>
5: Yeah It was helpful
3: I'm,
2: I'm with Richie on that one He did the same thing a commuter parking lot would have done for you
1: yeah, <laughs> harsh,
4: very harsh. True. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like guys Roof. like us, we're we're all in the off road world, so we we know these off road shop names. You know, they come off the the tip of the tongue very easily. Yep. But to the average consumer that just went out to Jeep Jeep dealer and picked up a brand new Jeep, they not necessarily know like what places do what. So. Being active in uh, social media, you know, that way it pops up in their news feed. They see, hey, Ratchet Offroad just looked at this JLU with this be- uh, metal cloak lift kit. And they look at it, they're like, that looks awesome. That's what I want. And then three months later, they're like, what was the name of that? If you're not still active, you're not. Gonna, they're not going to see you and yep. say, oh yeah, that's Ratchet Softroad. Another, now, um,
1: another difficulty too for you guys that uh, I guess maybe not much of a difficulty, but with you being more of a heavy off-roader or that is your like like actual rock crawling uh background the money's not always there with rock crawling like a lot of guys know like hey i'm going to have to spend xyz amount of dollars to get my full like my full tube chassis on trail i can't go to an off-road shop and spend the money but the jl guys who want the I don't know, $4,000 rims with all the extra lights. Yeah, it's not exciting work, but sometimes that is the work that's available. So you don't always push that passion of like hardcore rock crawling unless you're Dave Linehan, which then, yeah, you take your JK and you beat the shit out of him in the woods. But like (laughs) that. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's funny that you mention it. Sully is sitting out front.
1: <laughs> when is it not? <laughs> Why is the every, every time I fix it, he breaks it again? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's getting worked on, so his Jeep might as well get worked on in the meantime too. So kind of works. Yeah, out. it was it was just minor
4: repair this time. He broke his drive shaft the last time he was out. Uh, he came off a lip and slammed his drive shaft on a rock and, and broke it. Oh, uh, driver no. error. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I have to ask about that build in particular, because we've talked with Dave, what's it like having built that thing from where it was to where it is now? That's got to be a weird process to see it getting used so frequently.
4: It kind of it's kind of cool because you know i've I've been working on this
5: thing since it originally
4: you know uh, still had like the, the original forty four rear end in it. um and same with with Alyssa's Jeep. Uh, so, like, to see the the progress and like the the changes over the years and everything, it's it's kind of cool and to actually see it get used. Is even better, you know. It's it's finally to a point where I'm really happy with the way it performs, and David stopped arguing with me about how to do things. So, don't <laughs> <laughs> put coilovers in it. He still will not put coilovers. In it, no.
1: What was his reasoning? I forget when he talked about it. Why not?
4: Coilovers are expensive and coil springs perform just the same. Yep.
1: That's his reasoning?
4: Yep. Yeah.
1: Mm, somebody's got a punch him in the head or something. I don't think that works. <laughs> I don't think that adds up. It, I don't know. it
4: does perform really well on coil springs. Um, I don't I don't know that the for <laughs> what he does with it and the drivability and stuff, I don't know that the gain would be that huge yeah, to any. to coils coil over swap this thing. Mm-hmm.
0: He's running, like, dual-rate uh, dual, dual rate springs already, right? And yeah, I, I know he used to yeah. run Junkie Shocks, but I think he's running OK Shocks now, right? No, so, no, so he's, he's still junkies. the Shocks Oh, God.
4: He well, swears tried. by his
0: voice Shocks. <laughs> I tried.
4: I tried to help uh, him out. <laughs> to him, they're just a maintenance item, so, you know, $60 <laughs> is not here. That's no big deal.
0: <laughs> no,
4: it's
6: not... <laughs>
4: But I mean, it drives really well on the road and handles very well. And then it goes out to field and force and hammers all the blacks like nothing, you yeah. know. Yeah, then he goes to Brookridge and rolls it over. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys were aware that he uh, he flopped it at Brookridge.
0: Yeah, I heard. I don't. I wasn't there. I, I heard of it. I was. I was off in. I forget what trail I was doing that day, but. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: did yeah, it well, run
0: and then it stopped running right or something i forget what exactly happened but oh uh,
4: yeah, well it it smokes a lot when it's on its side but all JKs yeah. do
6: that.
0: yes <laughs> well i, I didn't it, it stopped something was wrong with it there was something that was actually like oh yeah on the way home. back he was driving it back and it just shut off on the way home and couldn't
4: drive it he couldn't get it to restart classic and Jake then um, he got it back here and from it being on its side it had filled the EVAP canister with fuel, and the system was vapor-locked, and it had actually pulled a vacuum on the fuel tank from trying to run, and that's why it could, wouldn't run and shut off. Wow! I pulled the gas cap off, and it went <laughs> and it fired right up.
3: I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> wow. how did it go?
4: I don't know if I can make that noise again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll when it, it literally, it. when I took the gas cap off, it literally took a big breath. Like, you could hear it stuck <laughs> air in. And I was like, oh, well, all right then. Because that thing doesn't have the factory tank in it. It's got a fuel cell in the back, and then it's got the factory evap system hooked up to it to keep the check engine light out on it. Mm-hmm. So, was the way it tipped over on the right hand side, it was actually able to dump straight fuel into the evap canister.
0: Oh, that's kind of.
4: So, it just. Oh, from the tank. Up the, yeah, the, the tank. Yeah, the tank
0: backfed to the evap. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so annoying. that, that filled, the, filled the
4: canister and the, the tank vents through the canister yeah so it wasn't it wasn't able to actually let any fresh air into the tank
2: that reminds me after the episode i have to pick your brain a little bit sure sure awesome <laughs> uh, i don't think anyone else wants to hear any more of my fuel cell woes
1: we start with those again i'm done Done for the day.
2: No, (laughs) the only positive I have to say is that my fuel pump that wasn't supposed to show up till the end of the month, I got a knock on the door today and handed a fuel pump by a FedEx dude.
0: Oh, yeah, you were crying
4: about that. You're all pissed. (laughs) All right, first off, you're lucky to get a fuel pump. Second off, you're lucky that the FedEx dude actually hits you something.
1: (laughs) You are not kidding.
4: I was waiting for sway bar links this morning. I'm like, where the hell is FedEx today? And I go on and check the tracking and it says delivered, signed by Keith Dago. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't sign anything. <laughs> oh God. Down the other got end of the fire. complex You're... that we're in, left on the sidewalk. What? That's amazing. Yeah, um, that's typical of our FedEx drivers here.
2: Our FedEx driver down here is super cool and his name is I think Ron. And um yeah, I gave him a beer one day and now he makes sure to like knock on my door and yeah, he's cool. Nice.
0: Just hoping so, for another. He's just looking for another road soda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: <laughs> that's why that hey. could just take forever. <laughs> Trying to see Massachusetts, and the guy's drunk. Jeez. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: but you're just gonna put a beer out front. and He'll knock on your door. <laughs> hand hand deliver it. He'll wait
1: there. I smelled that shit for miles. I'm on my way. Ah. But yeah, goddamn FedEx, man. I've had nonstop issues with them. D- drop us off stuff supposedly dropping stuff off at my neighbor's house. Yeah, I came home at my lunch break, which was like twenty minutes after they dropped it off, checked all my neighbors' houses, and man, that's crazy. Package wasn't there, but oh, they dropped it there. Now nah, fuck you, you guys tried stealing it. He said he dropped it there, and I just happened to catch it. They're crazy with it. They really
4: are. We man. had we had one delivery recently from FedEx. They backed up in front of the shop and unloaded an entire metal cloak lift kit. Um and left. Didn't say a word, left everything just sitting outside. I walk outside to go to lunch, and there's all these boxes sitting there. Except for the box that contained the control arms was, like, more of a sheet of box, and the control arms were just laying on the ground with the box draped over them.
1: Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. T-
4: <laughs> Are you
2: kidding, right? Me. <laughs> like,
0: what the will, fuck? Yeah, that's pretty bad.
1: <laughs>
2: I will say that I ordered a bunch of ammo cuz I shoot competition outside of here, uh, and outside of off-roading, I suppose I should say. Um and FedEx managed to lose 2000 rounds of 223 on me. Mm,
4: they didn't lose 2000 rounds of 223. No, no so especially because it made it
2: it made it halfway through Georgia and then disappeared, but the 762 by 39 showed up at my doorstep and that was a yeah. month of fighting them
4: that's yeah <laughs> that's i have an ar and i want this two. yeah <laughs> like,
0: i don't I have an ak so i have no use for this. 76 you can have that one <laughs> i <I'll take> the <laughs> other
1: one intercepted oh it's crazy it's crazy 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 uh,
0: i'm yeah. i'm sure i don't know how much you listen keith but i i've <laughs> my my rough stuff shipping story is is uh, pretty good. oh uh,
1: yeah tell them th- yeah you're about the, the, the drink-y we'll drink go one? over it
0: quick yeah we'll go over it oh quick. you got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i ordered a bunch of heims from rough stuff like like all the heims i needed for sean's jeep and they all were coming in one package and rough stuff's pretty good about shipping usually right they pack yeah. that stuff all they wrap it good and it like i've never had a box come apart well somehow this box did not exist anymore Basically, they, it was taped back up, and that's that's the next part of the story. But I got the parts like a week late, week and a half late, in a uh, in a tote, like a a mail tote, with a, US, US with Postal a, Service tote. Yeah, with, with a piece of paper taped to the top with the address on it, and you know my name. I was like, uh, <laughs> the the packing slip is gone, but I think this is everything. So they didn't lose anything on me. I'll give them that. But the weird part was the tracking was still going and then the tracking when it finally did say the thing was delivered was a it was it was from rough stuff the the label was from rough stuff but it was beer i got a a four pack of triple ipas in the mail <laughs> That's awesome. And that was my. That's <laughs> what my, my. That's what my rats or my uh, my rough stuff uh, tracker was tracking. And I was like, today, hey, no. Hey, sorry they that your beer.
4: package got screwed up. Here's some Here's beer. Some
0: beer. <laughs> this is the strangest thing? <laughs> I wasn't I mean, was complaining. It at least a good IPA. <laughs> oh, it was good. I've never had a triple IPA from California. I drank them all. <laughs> I didn't even know they made triple IPAs. So you know. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I mean, at least compensation for my uh, uh, package
3: yeah, Rough Stuff is, is
4: definitely a great company to deal with. They do package their stuff really well. Yeah. We use a lot of Rough Stuff products. Uh, rough Stuff, Barnes, Ballistic Fab. Uh, those are our three main go-to's fabricated parts.
0: Yeah, if I'm looking for fast, it's always Barnes. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of some of their brackets nowadays. Like their, their generic track bar bracket. Uh, they ruined it. It used to be great, and now it sucks. Um, Yeah,
4: they their redesign of a lot of the bracketry is is very poorly thought out. I think.
0: I mean, it's like it's. I I get what they were trying to do, but it just you're modifying those brackets generally from from what they give you, anyways. And when they put the ornate crap on it, that you now you can't cut it and make it fit where it needs to fit because you're then compromising the little bit of metal that they gave you is kind of like ah. so
4: yeah, like uh, the the shock towers especially the french towers they they cut their logo out of the back of them now mm-hmm. and they never used to do that and you know i'm buying tall towers and i'm cutting them to length because i need to cut them to length when i'm frenching them into a frame yeah. and now sometimes i'm cutting them right through the barnes logo and it's, even worse. Yeah, it's
0: now,
5: i
4: don't have spring edge to weld to anymore
0: yeah i yeah. didn't think about that yeah they're a little little happy with the with the laser cutter if anybody from Barnes yeah like yeah cut it out just give us brackets uh <laughs> solid steel that's all we want yep absolutely easier um i feel like i had something to mention but i totally forgot what it was
5: you said we were gonna make fun of Graven.
4: we haven't
0: done much of that yet oh shoot well where do we <laughs> want to start um, i mean we kind of did we talked about his, his ballerina van well, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. an easy target. Uh, we can talk about. Did
4: you, did you guys see that he dragged that ratty ass cabinet all the way down to Tennessee? Cabinet? I don't know if you ever see his tool cabinet that he had. No. He used to have it when he was at O'Hadley's, and then he had it when he was here, and he dragged that all the way
5: to Tennessee.
0: Was it like I don't know of why weight? I'm getting
2: dragged down to Tennessee, but what happened now? <laughs> <laughs> sorry i missed that no, i'm sorry
0: hard. you're already down in tennessee you don't need to be dragged to tennessee Craven...
6: I, I
2: hang on real quick i started laughing about the rough stuff beer story and shot a blood clot out so i had to go and clean that up okay. i apologize yeah Easy.
1: nobody <laughs> needed to know that not a single one of us <laughs> you have said you had complications from laughing and when it was all we needed to know oh <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: No, I wanted to torture you specifically, Cody. Oh my <laughs> God,
1: you're
0: a mess. <laughs> you're the one who made him come on here. Uh, <laughs> um, where so, are Ready to toolbox?
1: Well, oh, okay, sorry. Go back to the toolbox. Sorry.
0: Was were the, was it full with of, of tools? Like, was it worthwhile to take down, or was it just like a?
4: Yeah, he, he's got tools and stuff, like uh, cases for tools and stuff in it, but like. The cabinet was just so falling apart. I was trying to get him to get rid of it, like a year or two while well, he was here. And he was like, "No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's just like a metal, like work cabinet. Like nothing mm-hmm. fancy. It's not like a toolbox or anything like that." Um, but yeah, it was just it was always falling apart. And he posted the well outlaw off road posted those pictures, and he could see his toolbox. And I was looking. I'm like zooming, in, and I'm like, "Is that that same damn cabinet?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> you just buy a new one already. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. We had place. to sh- we had
4: to shim it to keep the doors closed on it. Oh my gosh! We had to stuff shims under the bottom of it so the doors wouldn't just fly open randomly.
1: That's a mess.
6: <laughs> 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 oh jeez.
5: Oh.
4: But yeah, now he's uh, he's Tennessee living now. Huh?
1: Oh, I didn't. Yeah. know I that. thought he was out in Florida or something.
4: Yeah, he got a. He took a job working for off road in Tennessee. The new, uh, the location.
1: Fuck yeah, that's so
4: awesome. He's still doing the DCS stuff when he's back to turning wrenches at a at an off road shop.
0: Nice. Yeah, he's no uh, longer slacking off. He can't just be a little gypsy anymore. He's got to actually work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Maybe Melissa cracked the whip and said, "Get
4: a
2: real job." that's <laughs> <laughs> great. So, I'm actually kind of glad that he's going to be about an hour and a half away so I get to see my stepdad again. You didn't see him when he was closer. Yeah. I mean, when he was closer? Or are you talking Uh, about New England? New England. I thought when he was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw him a couple of times. Uh, We weren't as cool as Rockaholics back then. So, you know. He had to go and get well, a cigarette. It wasn't
0: that cool. Wasn't cool enough for Rockaholics really either. It just, you know, it was just there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you no, know, it's, it's not cool when you're housing one. breaks at the short uh short end of the um diff and <laughs> twist, so you have adjustable camber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I was uh, break. Yeah, that was a good one. I wish I was there for that one. It was it was it literally nothing nothing happened it just broke we were going through this a bunch of like this it was a boulder garden with one pretty decent like crawl through thing that he had to do and then we literally made it like 15 feet further and then he was like something's not right like it's it wasn't turning right and i'm just the passenger i'm just sitting there like oh what are you talking about it looks fine to me <laughs> the wheels are moving <laughs> and then timmy's out on the on the driver's side he's like uh, your wheel is not, it's adjusting the camber.
1: <laughs> and we look <laughs>
0: under the thing and the whole tube is twisted out. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed we got it out with ratchet straps. That's all it took to hold it together. But
1: that's uh, impressive alone, nightmare. honestly.
0: And then he, I think he welded it back together and it was good to go. It never broke again.
4: Yeah, he did. He did, uh, actually weld that back together. and wield it a, a couple more times before he... Started to get
2: up further. Loot Mad Lad. I still Uh, remember that thing at, uh, what was it? It was at Badlands. Him trying to walk up stuff and it was just like, Bobber, give it a rest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Now I can, I can respect his commitment level though. When he first started Juck, it was the same thing. He just started cutting it up and figured out where it went from there. He did the same thing with Juck uh, Jucket 2.0, and it didn't go anywhere. And then he convinced Chris somehow to do the same thing. And then he was like, oh, this time I'm going to finish something.
4: <laughs> it's- yeah, because it wasn't his.
1: <laughs> 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 so I can respect his commitment level of like, you know, fuck it. We'll just see what happens like. I can get behind. Just that. cut
0: everything but the two by sixes out, and then you know see what gets put back together. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's Chris's buggy, which apparently wasn't good <laughs> enough to keep because he traded it.
1: But <laughs> oh, it still blows my mind. I, don't, I just can't believe it. It
4: does. It does. The buggy for a Gku. I just I, I don't know.
1: And now he's moving to Arizona. He's leaving us fully. So it's like so he was playing 4D chess. That's what that's
0: what he was doing. Right? Is uh. That plan was in motion. the The decisions he's made has definitely been to, uh, you know, you know, it has been beneficial yeah. towards that goal. That I think is seems like it's. I know it's been on his mind for a while because he's mentioned uh, Arizona or Utah when he was been on like one of the first times. Like that's that's been something that I think really is. Yeah, long this long it's, long this long isn't well, a huge surprise. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Still sad about it.
0: Makes though. sense. Still gonna give him oh, shit yeah. for, we'll, we'll trading the JK. Him for sure. Trading for the JK and uh yeah, not having him around.
3: I also be fully believe Chris when he says that he'll come back up and see everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Mm, do we though? He's gonna get down there. I, He's gonna no, not with, have internet. He's not gonna talk to any of us. He's no, if you moved to if plan. you moved
0: to Arizona, Cody, and you said you'd come back uh, for big trips, I wouldn't believe you. But I, I I'm, Chris does some pretty long hauls. <laughs>
1: like he went. Hey, that's a fair I point. do get credit that's- for making <laughs> some of them happen. I have been trying. What are you talking about? I went down to Tennessee. Just my shitbox wasn't there. No, you, no, I'm right? just that's, that's, you know I'm talking me? further. I gave you a get... place to sleep with AC. AC. That's, <laughs> that's rude of you. You know? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I offered you a goddamn tent when it was raining, Mr. Roush. So I don't appreciate it. Rude. <laughs> well, I don't think I ever took that tent, so right, I didn't need think Curtis did. Uh, I think <laughs> Curtis was the one that was like, nope, that is mine. Calm, oh, but that's right. Let's yeah, yeah I just.
0: I slept in the hammock regardless of whether it was supposed to rain or not, and it never did. You're crazy. Even I, when everybody else went to the hotel, I slept in the parking lot. It was supposed to rain. It didn't.
1: Oh, dude, <laughs> so, that hotel was right though. I don't know something something about being out all day and coming back and actually taking a shower. It's like, ooh, I could get used to this. This is nice. So I think it's uh, called
2: getting older. Keith, yeah. can you advise? Oh, yeah. really? Damn, <laughs> that's rude. <laughs>
4: No, I did just turn forty, and I'm definitely feeling it. Oh, that's um, not
1: even that old; You're barely older than us.
2: Oh, I hard. just have to throw a little bit of shade because he's got like thirteen years on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: um, I remember. I remember being a youngin.
1: <laughs> so, with owning an off-road shop, I'm sure that you've had a lot of uh, off-road tires that you've suggested to people, or some that you have like said, "Hey, stay away from these." What's What's yep. your favorite to suggest to people and or run on your own rig, mind you, DOT? And what's the one yep. that you're like, fuck this? And granted obviously you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go crazy talking about them, but like what's one where you're like definitely don't go with this tire? What's
4: uh definitely don't go is the Cooper SSTs. Really? Um, really. Yeah, yeah. sidewalls tear super easy. Oh. Um so I don't recommend those. Um as for do recommend if it's gonna be a dual purpose rig, wheeling and and daily driving, you you can't really beat the the Razor, uh the Maxis Razors. They're an incredible dual purpose tire. Uh that's what I have on my gladiator personally. Um uh, I've sold tons of sets of them. I absolutely love them. Uh for the average Joe that does a lot of driving around town and wants to take it off, you know, every other weekend or a couple times here and there. We usually go with like a Toyo AT or a Falcon Wild Peking or something
1: like that. Yeah, that's a solid answer right there. Now, I'm really surprised by the SCT Pro as the not best or not, not, not as the not best, but like as something that you're, you dislike because I've heard so many good stories about running yeah. SCT Pro. So I'm blown away by this. But
4: traction wise, they work really well. Um, overall, they're a pretty good tire, but for New England, I just don't think they're cut out for it. We have a lot of rocks and roots that stick out of our trails, and the sidewalls are so weak. I've seen more punctures and sidewalls in those than any other
6: tire.
1: Now, how do you feel about a Goodrich or BF Goodrich um, KM3, the new, the newer mud train that they have there? I've always heard horror stories about them, but I know that some people love them.
4: You know, the, the KM3 is not an awful
1: tire. I don't think it's the the one of the better tires for
4: off-roading. Uh, they don't wear great for the street. They they definitely chop up real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but off-road, they do have some good traction. You know? it's I, I just think there's a lot better options out there than that tire.
2: So, oh, I just want to throw in real quick with that. I think the KM2 was better. The KM2 definitely was better than
4: the 3.
1: So, before they got um the contract with jeep to put them on all the new jk's you're saying that they were better then
5: yeah yeah
1: they were better then. yeah because a friend of mine uh he has a smaller cherokee he's planning on putting and, and people
4: listening please please for the love of god stop putting bfg all terrains on your cars for winter tires they Thank are not you. Winter
1: tires Thank you, they are the worst hands down the worst tire I've ever experienced, I've never even bought one, or a pair of them, or a single one, they are just they, from-
4: They're like mounting snowmen to your to your wheels Yes! Like, all they do is collect <laughs> snow and ball up and uh, go sliding down the road and creating and saying I don't know why I have brand new tires
2: Yeah, oh, wears by the OG uh, BFG All Terrains and, yeah, and- the
4: worst,
1: <laughs> absolute worst. Oh,
4: yeah, he swears I, I, I by couldn't... the
2: originals. He hates the new ones. Like he put a set of the new ones on that truck, and he got them off of that truck very quickly, and found a set of the old style and put them back on. He's not a very logical person,
0: but <laughs> I had the uh, the ko twos on my on my shitty old GMC, and I, even in the rain, you like it it. You could feel the traction just disappear. It had yeah. it was it was just
1: not good. Like you know, yeah. you know what's funny about those tires though? I have a set of the general grabber ATs, which are pretty much direct copies, let's be honest. They have a little bit more siping. I really don't enjoy those tires, but I kind of like for the price point, they weren't terrible, but they are better than the uh eight the BF Goodrich ATs. The only thing that they really suck at, they almost work just like a mud terrain where in that thin snow, even with weight in the back of my truck and all that stuff, or four-wheel drive, they do slip and slide. Uh, but in deep snow, they're fantastic. So that's something to throw out there if they want that style. I mean, they are loud, too, which kind of sucks. They're super fucking loud um, for an AT, which I'm surprised by. My mud terrains are way quieter than the ATs. Doesn't even make sense.
4: You know, the uh, the General Grabber AT, it was nice when they... They first came out because they were an affordable all terrain that really looked like the BFG that you know worked reasonably well. They weren't like great, great, but they didn't suck like absolute trash. And then they got popular, and now they're expensive, and they cost just as much as the BFG.
1: Not to you know, it's funny to me. COVID making so when I bought my uh, General Grabber mud terrains, they were one eighty a tire, mountain bounce for thirty fives. Fantastic price point for a thirty five. My mm-hmm. buddies now are trying to uh, get a set, and he was saying it's somewhere up in like the 280 to 300 range for one. Yeah, More. and oh, yeah. In my that mind.
2: Fucking, at that fucking the, price, just buy a goddamn set of nittos for 3 ish higher. Well, well he's not like gay. So higher prices
4: after COVID have been ridiculous, like through the roof, ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, I'm like, trying to get a spare, and my spare is going to be about 500 bucks crazy like,
4: falcon wild peak mts right now for a uh, 35 inch are uh, selling for about 425 a piece
1: what yep. yeah but for before a 17 inch rim yeah for okay, a 17 so inch rim that i can kind of see i know that they always kind of bump the prices up for the 17s but i don't know that still seems nuts like
4: yeah that's that's about retail on them
1: yeah fuck that. can we just like go with uh like duct tape? you think we could like make a wheel out of duct tape and it would work well enough?
4: Oh, I'm sure we could <laughs> I mean, the old adage don't if you can't duck it fuck it right exactly
1: <laughs> it just blows my mind. I just can't believe how crazy prices have gone up for everything, yeah, you like, want to know what's fuck steel crazy. prices
4: hot rubber any anything like the industry.
1: Well, at least steel has gone down a little bit uh yeah. one of our friends was just saying that he paid what 975 for dom which in still pennsylvania. oh in penn he had he would have had to have driven You're to Pennsylvania. about Mark, right yeah
0: yeah he, that was in pennsylvania i um,
1: um i mean at I'm that looking... point
0: at that price point versus what you can pay for in connecticut and massachusetts it's probably worth it but yeah you know, i'm looking up, at I'm, picking I'm, up
2: I'm, I think we were talking about getting 80 feet and it's gonna be eight seventy-five a foot.
4: Oh what 175, 120 wall? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cheap for, for 175 right now.
2: I'm also in an entirely different area though. I'm like right next to Chattanooga. So yeah. totally different yeah. markets. You
0: said it was um, oh yeah, now you're up, talking up, up here. Yeah. It
4: depends. <laughs> It depends on how much I'm buying, but if I'm buying in bulk, I can usually get it for, you know, nine to ten dollars a foot, somewhere yeah, around there. That's more reasonable, at least. But if there. I'm if I'm buying like two or three sticks at a time, it's going to be like fourteen bucks a foot. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. That's the other thing. We're also uh, me and the person that we're talking about it are probably going to be buying three hundred feet.
4: Yeah, yeah. When you start getting into those numbers, that's when you start getting the better price points.
2: Yeah, he's he's working on chassis stuff, so um, he's going to be doing a couple of them.
5: Nice.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, I usually try to keep a couple sticks in stock for just stuff we need around the shop. I usually don't try to sit on too much of it.
2: So Makes real sense. quick, hopping back to the tire stuff. You know what's crazy? Stickies are actually almost the same price as DOTs. For me to I get know. A...
4: <laughs> it is crazy that the sticky prices, the DOTs are catching up to the stickies.
2: I was talking Damn. to uh discount tire and they can get me the Max or not Maxis, um sorry, the Mickey Thompson Baja Pros. So the ones that look like the MTRs in a sticky for 625 attire or i can get a nitto for 500 attire and it's like well, oh, fuck at that price i'm just gonna buy the fucking stickies <laughs>
4: <laughs> i haven't tried those ones yet the uh sticky mickey
2: i really wanted to go with the uh more aggressive ones but i'm just concerned about one, they cost like $750 a tire. And two, I really don't want to have like a 43 on that rig because for some reason, discount can't get me the 40.
5: Yeah. Well, it's all
4: uh, manufacturing is, you know, all over the place on what they're actually making as far as the stickies. So they might not yeah. be able to get the 40 because they just don't have any 40s available.
2: And so, like, as a between those two factors, it's making more sense for me to go with the uh forty inch Baja p- bosses, not the pros. Yeah, the Baja Boss. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I'm looking towards next year. Um, that'll be cool.
4: Those are a good tire too for the in the DOT versions. We've been putting on a lot of customers' vehicles as the Baja Bosses. Um they seem to handle and ride very well. I don't know. I haven't used them off-road, so I don't know how the off-road
0: performance is on them, but
4: we just put a set of uh, 37
2: Baja Boss ATs on the Jeep that's in the bay right now.
0: What's the lug pattern look like on those? I'm trying to picture them. I don't...
2: Uh, picture, like, an MTR, and then change oh, your oh, homework oh, oh. a
0: little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, with the... <clears throat> it's like the more toothy-looking Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: But, you know, I'm looking at, like, if I have to pick up a spare, I'd rather just pick up five of those and sell my current set of tires for, you know, it's going to end up costing me a grand and a half out of pocket, or it's going to cost me 500 bucks out of pocket. I'd rather have the stickies at that point.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to be driving them on the road, right?
2: Now I'm about to take my doors off and run dual A pillars on a two door and uh, tube out the front and add a spreader bar. Take the rest of the glass out. My hatch doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, so if it's off road
5: only, then just go sticky. I mean, I mean, I'm,
2: no, still gonna no I'm still going to drive it. I'm still going to drive it to work and whatnot, but that's like ten mile round trip, or not a ten mile round trip, twenty five mile round trip.
1: So, I wouldn't do that too often, though. Yeah, not on stickies. No, but I mean, like, race tires, you'd get away with it. No, not really, (laughs) though, because you still got to think about, like, stickies still have a heat cycle. You run a tire through its heat cycle too many times, it's going to start, it's going to deteriorate that compound. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I don't know, I don't think that's necessarily... Does it have, like, a
0: countdown, Cody? Is there something inside them that says, okay, that's...
1: (laughs) I mean, you could look at any other tire manufacturer, whether it be Drag racing or for like road car use, like I mean, look at uh, Toyota or Triple Rs. I think they have like um, I forget the exact numbers, but it's like something like around like seventy-five like times that it hits its full heat cycle, and then those tires will just extremely deplete from there. That they will lose their sticky compound cool. now. Just saying, you go too many so road seventy-five,
0: cars. seventy-five burnouts, and then they're done. You have to buy new ones. Yeah, that's a you know, no lot of burnouts.
1: Right? That's you say. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, again it's a it's a track tire it's not meant for road use so just i don't know again it could be it could be less could be more i don't know the exact numbers i'll yeah. google them right now but, but um
2: what i mean is like i'm just gonna drive it down the road to the car show or like to the burger joint not like going crazy taking it cross country or on the highway or anything like that there's no point in doing that it'll destroy the tires um but it's still staying registered and insured. Just because yeah. it's like, why it, not? Gives you options. It, yeah, it cost oh. me five dollars to put a plate on it.
4: I have I have a VIN number for Bad Bones, so I do fully intend to put a plate on this thing when this mm-hmm. thing's done.
0: So I hear it, you. It doesn't save you if you like if somebody's really out to get you. But I mean, <laughs> it's better than having nothing and not registered and driving something on the road. Uh, yeah
2: yeah like my thought is right how if i'm doing the tube work in the back you know how hard is it to weld on two tabs to mount my license
0: plate uh it's even easier than that zip ties even though that's not legal according to uh was it xj mike who said that i forget
2: yeah xj yeah, mike zip ties are not
4: a proper way to secure a license plate and they are not considered legal what if i use metal zip ties
6: <laughs>
4: you mean know, you mean
3: hose clamps? <laughs> 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 what are you talking about, officer? It's bolted on. They make metal zip ties, Cody. Yeah, they do. Yeah, make it's called a hose clamps. No no no, 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 There's they're actual zip ties
1: made out of metal. Oh, they so, are literally so what, what you're is telling me up. is when some asshole doesn't cut them correctly. I'm gonna get cut by them still, but now I'm gonna yeah. get tetanus. Yes. 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 Great. Um, now I gotta stay up with my fucking. What's my shots too? Come on. That's I'm gonna, gonna make it even worse
0: for you, Cody. Tennis anti vaxxer over here.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna make it even worse for you. That's what's holding my exhaust in right now.
1: Metal zip ties.
2: Jesus. Because yeah. I ripped it apart at Good Evening Ranch, so that was the quick
0: fix.
6: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're big brain right now. I like- use. Uh, 20 zip ties one time when it was really bad and I had to get it off. I forget what it it melted through all of them, but I I expected that. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to
2: Cody?
1: Don't mind me. Oh, there he is. Don't mind me. I'm an idiot. Hi. Sorry. I I, I was replying to a message and I accidentally clicked in on another voice channel. (laughs) Then I had the awkward of, uh, uh, I'm not supposed to be here. Bye.
2: As you can see, oh, Keith, shit. we're quite the professional crew.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> but to get back to what uh what I was talking about before with the tire situation, a buddy of mine was looking into getting a set and like three of us berated him on getting a set of good years. And I had to do more and more research on it because I was just like, wait a second. I've heard some really bad horror stories about these and I wanted to reassure myself that uh see kind of what the general consensus was for them so
4: yeah i mean goodyear and bfg have been around forever you know they're long-standing big-name tire companies but their their market really shines in like the passenger car market not in the off-road market unless you get into like the
5: stickies then bfg is like
1: all-be-gone. well it depends on who you talk to you know then you got your usds and then now you got the new knife tires coming out Oh, there's and just so you many options. The, the trail The
2: classics. The good old SX stickies.
4: Well, the mm. SX stickies are good too. But, you know, given the terrain around here in New England, I've I've never seen anything work as good as the does. They can be bald and missing chunks, and they will outperform a brand new, uh, like, Trepador sticky. Yep.
2: I mm. won't disagree with that. Just down Says here. Says the guy I that would. actually has Trep stickies
4: on his buggy right now,
5: so.
2: That's something. <laughs> Down here, though, I would rather have the Trep Stickies or have the SXs or something else, just because they're a little bit more aggressive. And yeah, I mean, the, it's, it's, it's all, all based tougher. on
4: terrain and, and what you're, what you're wheeling and stuff, too. You know.
2: Yeah. Rigging and everything uh, else. The BFGs don't seem like they like heavy pigs either. No, they're more,
5: more. I think they're more suited to like a medium, medium
2: weight. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because like, I know that my rig weighs in at like 55. Yeah. So I don't I know how well the sidewalls cool. would work. I think I would end up puncturing them
1: pretty quick. Uh, Maybe. I mean, the
5: sidewalls seem
2: like they're pretty tough.
5: They're, they're pretty stout.
4: They're, they're no Cooper, that's for sure.
1: No, but in that circumstance, you could always go with a KR3, which has a harder sidewall compound. I could. A thickness, not necessarily a compound, but the thickness is thicker.
2: I could, but we all know what's going to happen because I'm a cheap bastard. I'm going to go with the Mickey's.
1: Yeah,
4: that's a fair point. You're not well. Sometimes pay. budget dictates what you can run for parts.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. But then it hurts to pay things twice. So sometimes it's just buy once, cry once kind of a thing. Yeah, yep. yep.
0: No, I prefer to cry multiple times throughout the process.
1: Yeah, but at least the company sends you beer after they fuck you. <laughs> <time prices. laughs> They're like, yeah, he may be sad, but at least he has beer.
0: <laughs> Strong beer. <laughs> I
3: I really wish we could find out why they actually sent you beer.
0: I don't think, I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell you. I don't think Rough Stuff sent it to me, but it came from California. It, it's it's. It blows my I mind. Think,
1: I think the packages probably got mixed up. Somebody got a whole thing of Himes in a fucked up box. Yeah, but the
0: thing is, like, the other weird part is, technically, shipping beer is illegal. Like, you're not supposed to do that unless you're like a registered, like, beer shipping yeah, you, company. That's not. It's you, not allowed. You're shipping it to somebody that's underage. underage or, yeah. 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 Um, and it's, and the fact. So, so I didn't. I didn't mention it. One of them was broken. Like one of the cans had exploded. So it wasn't packaged properly. It li- literally was beer in a box like with no packaging no nothing it wasn't like generally if you're buying from a reputable beer uh shipper i feel like they're gonna package that stuff so it doesn't explode because that's another problem is if your stuff explodes then they don't have to deliver the package or the, you know it's it, it's a whole nother problem. maybe that's
4: what happened maybe maybe the can of beer exploded and soaked your Heim joint box. Your Heim joint box fell apart, and they just assumed that it was the beer box. And Well mm, so I got the beer, beer too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you have all of your Heims? Because I wonder if it yeah. then exploded. Then all the Heims like rolled around the fucking airplane, and they had to go chasing Heims <laughs> for the three hours. They're like, dang, it missed the truck. We'll just send him the beer. The one guy's gonna get no beer, but it'll be kind of fine. <laughs> well, some, guy's
4: expected, some guys expected his beer and he gets a heim joint. He's like, what the
1: <laughs> hell? It's a small, like, 3 so one He's like, God damn, this thing's fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> no, um,
0: I don't know. It was, it was weird. Like, I would have expected if they had opened that package and looked at it, like they don't have to continue shipping that because it's not something you're supposed to ship. But yeah. I don't know. It, weird shit happened. What if it
1: was a new guy and he was like upset because maybe he dropped it? What if I'm sure there's definitely box? people
0: who have been like, this is beer, but I'm still shipping it out of, sp- out of, out of spite. How you uh, almost said Sprite. Yeah, I did almost say Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: That's funny. Yeah. But.
1: So do you have any uh, trips that you're really looking forward to that you know is going to be up and coming?
5: Nothing, nothing huge on my radar right now.
4: Uh, Like I said, my toe pegs down, so I'm trying not to plan too far out um, because I just don't know exactly what's going to happen with that yet. I know the transmission is going to be
5: ridiculously expensive to get fixed, so Mm. not planning on uh, too much right now.
1: Dang. Well, so what we need to do is people listening. You need to help Keith by sending him projects so he can get more money from you so he can fix his shit. All right, so one of you listeners better at least go there and help the man out. Jeez, these guys are slacking, working on their own rigs, not helping out the homies. That's fucked up. These listeners, man.
0: <laughs> um, I don't care if you live in Georgia; I'm sending it to New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> absolutely, truck it up there. I don't. No excuses. All right, we'll get. I do have
4: the- a. I do have a project coming in from uh, upstate New York in February. And it's pretty cool.
6: Ooh. That's,
4: that's pretty cool. sweet. Yeah, i are gonna be doing some uh, three-link uh, coilover conversion uh, tons on a on a
2: JT. That'll be sick. Fuck yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, actually, you'd be a really good person to ask this. What's your thoughts on the new eco diesels? Um, well, funny you should ask that because I'm
4: staring at one in the bay right now. Um, I haven't really driven it too much, or you know, wielded or anything. So I don't know exactly how it is performance-wise. Seems like it's pretty clean. Uh, better person to ask on overall thought would be Ricky down at Fab. He's got the uh, the Eco Diesel JT. Mm. So he's got some experience with it. He has he personally owns one. Underneath on this JL that I got in here, um, it's you know, there's some things that are different and some things that are, are packaged like I'm like, why did they do that? Um but
1: hopefully they don't have the same issues that the Eco diesel F one fifty or F one fifty the Dodge fifteen hundreds had where they were extremely underpowered to try to was it to meet emissions or to try to reach their miles per gallon goal? Something I remember. Yeah, probably yeah.
4: miles per gallon goal. The epa stuff was the way they cracked on and trying to make them you know, get all this miles out of everything
1: hopefully it doesn't have a similar issues to that because it seemed pretty cool like at least it was ambitious where they were offering what the turboed four-cylinder they were offering the normal v6 then they were offering the eco diesel right those are the three yeah uh, the three main
4: options um because you get the the two o turbo uh or you got the uh 3.6 or the 3.6 uh eco boost
6: mm-hmm.
4: is it eco boost i forget what it's called um but yeah so they get Two different options for the 3.6 and then the three liter eco diesel. Um, it's pretty cool. Oh. I'm looking at the thing right now,
5: and it's you know, it's jammed in here pretty tight.
1: It's a pretty tight <laughs> package. It's actually is the it, first
5: time I've opened the hood on this thing.
1: Is it an inline four or, or what is it? What is the actual displacement other than three, three liter?
5: Um, looks like it's actually a V6. Oh, yeah,
4: shit. it should That's be a V6.
1: Cool. Yeah, I didn't know
5: that. Interesting. Huh. That's pretty cool.
1: Um, hmm. Well, alrighty. righty. So we're kind of slowing down here. So now we're going to kind of get into the uh, the nitty gritty of it. Do you have any small animal facts for us? Small animal area? facts. Yeah. 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 But this
3: no, is boring stuff here.
1: Yes. This is where we really get into it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure that I have any small animal facts.
1: Regular animal facts tall animal facts of like yeah, it could be big animal too. could be a mammal. We don't care. Right. we don't discriminate.
0: <laughs> could be an amphibian If you're trying to ship a manatee uh we we've talked about that.
1: We, we have a really, guy
0: yeah we we do know a guy. <laughs> that was a weird
1: episode <laughs> Great, <awesome> <laughs> amazing episode <laughs> i I still forget who was that again? That was Kyle uh, oh, from Hall and crawl. yes,
6: <laughs>
4: forgot <gasps> about that. You can actually ship a manatee huh? Apparently, you yeah. can. Yeah, I think he, he is a packaging health. engineer. I, mean, not, I know you're not even allowed to like pet them. like When you're kayaking down to
0: Florida with manatees, you're not even yeah. supposed to touch them. <laughs> oh. Well, apparently, you can put them in planes. Like you're uh, I on a plane.
2: <laughs>
0: so, Supposedly,
2: he's a packaging engineer and he got con- asked to consult on this project because they had to drop ship a
1: manatee. Or <laughs> he stole a manatee. We really didn't get the full details on it. You
0: never know.
4: <laughs> I mean, they are pretty cool. They're like sea cows.
3: <laughs> I
0: wouldn't mind having uh, a manatee. A family. ship at a normal cow, I can. that, that sounds like I, a little I actually paper. just
3: found out that there was actually a species like the manatee that was actually called sea cow that went really? extinct in like the 80s, I think it was.
1: What? That's crazy. What?
3: Yeah, like the, <laughs> there was a separate species from the manatee that looked very similar to the manatee, but it was noticeably different, called the sea
0: cow. Let me guess, it a... was only in Torrington, Connecticut.
1: No. It no, had brown
0: I... spots. Just like the beefalo? Yeah. <laughs> the, beefalo? the Beefalo is real.
2: <laughs> I can't confirm that beefalos do exist.
3: Um, yeah. Oh, I Did I ever tell you guys that I found out that the beefalo... Actually escaped a couple times from the sanctuary yes. down in Florida.
4: What the hell is a beefalo?
3: <laughs> a beefalo is a cross between a cow and a buffalo. Huh. They oh. are bred. They are bred because they have very, uh, very similar. Um, uh, they taste like buffalo, basically. No, no, no. no. It, it, sure it's, not, it's not that. It's not that they taste sure, like horse buffalo. tastes like
5: cow too.
2: It's they, I think most animals are tasty.
3: They are <laughs> a, they end up being larger than a normal cow, but they have the temperament of a cow because buffaloes are dicks. Yes, they are. Oh. So you essentially get a safer uh animal than a buffalo to breed, but it's I a mean, larger if,
4: animal than a bull. If all these random people came into
3: your territory
4: and like almost wiped out your ancestors, wouldn't you be a dick too? i mean, out a little.
3: little. Um, <laughs> but when we so, went down to uh, West Virginia, no one around the campfire believed me that the lo was
1: real. Yeah, because it sounds like you're talking about the Wendigo. I mean, you might as well. Yeah, it, sounds it sounds fake. <laughs> it's such a stupid name. It sounds fake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, I suppose that uh our woodchuck here provided you with the animal fact. Our woodchuck? Did um, <laughs> you just call me a fucking woodchuck? I did. It's a uh, term for Connecticut redneck. Oh
1: that's that's new. Orange, something never, never, heard, heard that day. never heard that. Never heard that before? <laughs> never heard that before?
3: No, never not. heard that before. Oh, it generally refers to people
2: from Winstead, but I figured you're I'm... close enough. I'm offended because I fucking hate woodchucks.
1: I thought, how much wood, do you know how much wood a woodchuck can chuck?
4: A woodchuck, woodchuck, do you know
3: I do know how many times it uh, takes to uh, kill one.
2: Well, with, moving with... on from there, <laughs> uh,
3: do you have any questions for
2: us before we wrap up? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, oh, this was fun. Awesome. Um, so what are your social medias? Uh,
4: do you can get me on Instagram at Ratchets Offroad and Facebook at Ratchets Offroad. Um, All right. So pretty simple. And then our website's
0: ratchetsoffroad.com. You really All can't right. mess it up unless you don't know how to spell ratchet and then you're shit out of luck. There is a T in ratchets. <laughs> it's
4: R-A-T-C-H-E-T-S. Ratchets. Ratchets. Yes. <laughs> Off road. And is, wh- is where is Ratchet? We are in Auburn, New
2: Hampshire. Awesome. Okay. Um, where will we Yeah, where will people be able to see you in person? Great American Jeep Rally, anything like that?
4: Um, I think we're going to try to make the Great American Jeep Rally this year. Uh, usually, we try to make Go Topless Day. Uh, we're usually <laughs> wheeling for wheeling for warriors, which is a Great event if you guys uh, haven't been. Everybody should go. Um, I don't know. I don't know what other events
5: we're doing this year.
1: Perfect. Well, perfect. We're, we're excited to see you out there because it'll be nice to uh, see you wheeling and get to see maybe that new new buggy once it's all done.
4: That's the plan. I hope to have it out for this season. So That's going
1: to be
2: sick, dude. Uh, get up on get that loud note, and get rowdy with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Keep your STTs on the road, and if you need off-road work done, go see Keith at Ratchets Off-Road.